Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's up, man? What's going on, big dog? Why are you so excited? Dude, the NFL's back. Okay, well, yes, I understand that, but football's back. College football, NFL. It's just here, man. I know. I mean, it's, it's a great day. Okay, I will give you that. It is sun's out. Well, not anymore. Well, okay. Yeah, well, well it's, it's, it's also a quarter after seven. Yeah, we're getting off to a late start here today. Yeah, it's because we were busy being degenerates. Yeah, we'll go into that a little bit more. Um, I love being a degenerate. But yes, like my man Holman alluded to, football's back, baby. I'm just in a good mood now. Yeah, we just got done with uh, week one of college football season. That was that was adventurous. Uh, yesterday was the first game of the NFL season. That was not so adventurous. Not for the Rams, it wasn't. No, that was kind of a shit show. Um but how are you today? You know, I'm not bad. Yeah. I was uh I was I was real groggy earlier today. You were. See, you know, I like I love I always look forward to the weekends and shit because obviously we get to do the podcast, I get to spend time with my girlfriend, and it's all it's all good and fine. But like my sleep schedule gets so thrown off so easily that it makes shit tough for me throughout the week. Fair. Okay. Um but I really don't have a lot to complain about. It is what it is. Yeah, it is, you know, it is what it is. Right. So, so yeah, no, I am good. Um, another year older, officially 25. Yeah. Was it Wednesday, right? Tuesday. Tuesday, that's what it was. Yep. Tuesday, turned the big 2-5, so. That was the 6, I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sent you, I sent you your birthday present on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And we can't go into too much details about it, but No, no. Um I would actually prefer not to go into any detail at all regarding that cuz that's just um that's one of those things where you needed to be there in order to get it. <sighs> even it, e- and even if you were there, you probably still didn't get it. I know. Luck- I'm still like trying to process it. Luckily, you and I have like the evidence to support what to support what happened. God bless. Um, not not to not to be entirely cryptic of like we're doing some like illegal shit. We had a customer. We were at Foot Locker. He was a character. Let we'll we'll put it delicately. I love that you said you weren't gonna go into it. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not. Just 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 so people know, like, hey, cool. You're putting so, your toes in the water. Hey, yeah, right, exactly. Just so people don't think, okay, well, they're not gonna talk about it. What did he give me for your birthday? Ah, oh, homie, Holman sent me a bag of meth for my birthday. Yeah, well, I don't know. Just call me the game. Can't talk about it. <laughs> no, it was a recording that we have with an interaction from a customer during our Foot Locker days. That's the extent that I'm going into it because the rest of it, it would probably take an entire episode just to talk about the madness that ensued. Yeah, 
the madness that ensued within that one encounter. That one encounter, it, it was only like a total of five encounters. I was going to say, there's a handful of them, but we could have our own separate podcast about simply our Foot Locker experiences alone. We've we, said it before. Yeah. I know that we have. Yeah. And you've only had days from Westminster. Yeah, I've only had the 7878 eight, seven, days. You, you've had Towson. You've had Columbia. You've had the Gallery. Ronald Mills. Ronald yeah. Mills. Yeah, I've been I've been around the block a time or two. Westminster. I almost was at Towson. I almost went to Towson. Yeah. Well, Decided not to. Can't talk about it. No, you can't talk about can't that. Talk no, that's, about it. that that was a personal decision. But yeah, um I can't actually talk about it. it but no, I will I, I will say as as much as as much as what you sent to me was terrific, it wasn't even my favorite gift. I'm sorry to say. Terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But what? But but what? But what if what if your girlfriend drove over an hour to come surprise you and you weren't expecting it? Oh yeah, I'd be over the moon. On I told you you were like no, on, a, on a random day. You're like no, nah, Steph takes the case. I was like, all right, I concede. I concede. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- I, ex- exactly. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just busting your balls over here. I knew I knew exactly what happened. It took it took me like five minutes to understand what to understand what was going on because I was like in the middle of sleep, getting ready for work, and like I feel someone crawling to bed, and I just hear a whisper. I'm here like, hey, I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, like Michael Jackson's ghost is here. I'm like, I'm like, you don't even realize you almost got nunchucked. <laughs> why do you, why do you say so? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. <laughs> the worst part is, is that all that entire scene is so applicable for for that interaction oh my we my ever had. Dude, can I just tell you? How enamored I was with the dude at the wedding. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> Can we please? So while we're on the topics of, of uh, Wedding Crashers, I don't know how many of you guys have seen Wedding Crashers. I don't know how many of you know who Todd. If you haven't seen Wedding Crashers, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I would because, recommend it. Because for those Ravens fans, did you see that new teacher video they released? Uh. The one and football, like exactly, yeah. I don't know who that actor is. He's really good. I've seen a lot of his shit. I don't. Re- I didn't recognize his face. I was also at work and was like vaguely kind of paying attention. But to he's it. a huge Ravens super fan. I think he's from Maryland too. I, I that would make sense. I'd have to go back and watch it and see. But for those of you who saw that video, like the first thing he says in that video is crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. That's a line from Step from Step Brothers. That's a line from Wedding Crashers. When Bradley Cooper lays out Vince Vaughn. Yeah, and the dude who's on his team is like hyping up Bradley Cooper. And he's like, "Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does." <laughs> so, anyway, back to the movie. Um, if you guys have seen Wedding Crashers, then you know who Todd is. As the younger brother of the two girls that Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are trying to get with. Todd yeah. is a little bit of a um of a character. Yeah. He if, he um he he bats from the other side of the plate. <laughs> he he does. Um and this dude at the wedding looked entirely way too close. Like a Sarah Sarah agreed with me. Like a spitting image. Spitting image, his mannerisms like everything like his hair was like a little wild shirt was a little too unbuttoned he kind of you know hunched over and ate his food 
um, he just did some real awkward things. And like Sarah agreed with me. She's like, oh my God, that really does look like Todd from Step Brothers. Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Sorry. I had Step Brothers on my mind. Because I also want to talk about the fact that they walked down the aisle. Like everyone was like introduced. You guys, uh, I'm assuming if you have seen Wedding Crashers, you've also seen Step Brothers. I feel like 95% of Americans have seen Step Brothers. Yeah, a lot of people have, I would think. <sighs> you know the song with the Catalina Wine Mixer that they, they sing after the 80s only Billy Joel band gets kicked off stage? Yeah. Uh, that like uh, opera song that Will Ferrell sings? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what they walk down the aisle to. Don't get me wrong. This was like the original version. And it was actually very beautiful. Like for them to have that voice. It is a beautiful song. I'm like, I, I can hold you. But I heard it. I'm like, oh my God, it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all I could hear. Don't get me wrong. It was a very beautiful song. It was a very beautiful wedding. Um, so my question is, the dude who looked like Todd, did you ask him if he wanted to play Tommy Sticks? <laughs> Dude, I did not have the audacity to ask him if he wanted to play Tommy Sticks. Knowing my luck, he'd get the fucking reference and punch me right in the face. See, see, see. The thing is, like, if you if you know you look like somebody from the character of that movie, like at that point, you almost have to just go along with it. Like, dude, you never you never know. You could you could, like jokingly say, "Hey, you want to play Tommy Sticks?" And next thing you know, you have a you have a painting show up at your house, and you don't even he doesn't even know your address, and and the note on it just says. Enjoy it. It's violent and it's sexual. <laughs> it's violent and it's sexual. Dude, like, I, like, like the painting that Todd made of um Vince Vaughn. Of, of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I made it for you. It's violent and it's sexual. Like those are like the two worst <laughs> just the two worst things that you can combine. Like 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 for real, like like violent and sexual. Uh that's like you like like you could put violent and sexual into one into one word and it's rape. <laughs> For real. It is. You're not wrong. But then again at the same time, Vince Vaughn did get raped twice that night. <laughs> he was tied down to the bed, had a, had his own sock shoved in his mouth, and then had Todd crawling on him, grabbing his dong. <laughs> and the mom. It's so funny. Owen Wilson grabs her tits and she's like, she's like, she like, she like gets off a little bit for it, and then she covers up her shirt and she's like, pervert, and walks out of the room. <laughs> that 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 movie's choice. That is that is. If you haven't seen Wedding Crashes, I definitely recommend you have to go see it. Oh, well, she doesn't like you. <laughs> try try having a fifty year old woman make you fondle her. Try having some problems like the rest of us. <laughs> Self centered son of a bitch. <laughs> What are you doing? Every time I turn around, you're on the ground. If I had the air in my lungs, I scream at you. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, it was a very beautiful wedding. I'm, oh, good. I'm very happy for the two of them. Um, you know, they it was very. They were both very emotional. Um, I'll be honest, dude. I, I teared up at one moment. Did you? Yeah. Um. So the bride. Um. I've gotten emotional at every wedding I've been to. It's a beautiful thing, man. It, it really is. is. It really is, man. So the bride. Um. Her, I believe it's her cousin. Um, is uh, special needs, huh. and uh, she was given an absolutely just beautiful speech. Yeah, and she started getting emotional. I'm like, damn it! Now you're pulling on the strings over here, Son and of like, a bitch. damn it! Like you're pulling on my heartstrings over here, and this, fuck, this isn't fair. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we had a blast. See, you know, you know what it is that gets me. What's that? Like every time, 
it's when because because of course it like it, it's a little different for me because the three the three weddings that I can really recall that I've been to that I've gotten emotional at it not really not really like emotional but like like I like I felt like some sort of emotion Timber Tie and Tyler's exactly exactly which of course the three of them are very very close to me yeah um dude I'm telling you it's the first dance with their mother. Oh yeah, I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, I'm definitely a mama's boy myself. Um, and of course, Ty and his mom dancing that was a that was a really really good moment. Of course, you remember Timber's wedding? How like every single influential woman in his life came up and danced with them as well. Yeah, and that was that was really that was really really touching to see. Yeah, and then of course my cousin's wedding. I'm very close with his mom as well. She's my godmother. So that was that that was that was something that was emotional to see as well. Yeah. Um I ain't no bitch. I didn't cry. Teared up a little bit though. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, I I I did I did get teared up a little a, a little bit, but I didn't cry. Nothing like that. Can I also say that when we were getting ready, uh the best man, he put on these sunglasses. Dude looked just like fucking Pitbull. <laughs> he put them on. I was like, "When the fuck did Mr. Worldwide get here?" <laughs> His nickname the rest of the night was Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Dude, it was eventful. We had fucking Pitbull there. We had Todd. Todd from Wedding Crashers. We had the song from Step Brothers. It was a fucking emotional roller coaster. Don't forget about the most important thing. The Holman from Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. And the what? The Holman from Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. Fucking Holman from Poppy and Holman. I was just shaking my ass. Ah, it doesn't that doesn't surprise me. You do that on you do that on a normal basis to begin with. Yeah, that's factual. When, when you're cheeked up like this. I do my squats. I actually don't. I can't tell you the last time I had a good leg day. <laughs> I can say I can say the last time I've been to the gym. I I I've been to the gym. I, my ankle's been bothering me a little bit lately. I've been having like some nerve issues down there, so I've been staying away from the leg days. I've been slacking big time. I gotta I gotta, I gotta get back in everything. What happens, man? It's easy to fall out of. Yeah, it's tough to maintain. Everybody knows it. Well, hey, man. Football. That was a good fucking time. Football. That little chat there. Yeah, I'm yes. Let's get to, let's get into that, the football. That, that was a good, that was a good little chat. First game of the year was last night. Uh, the Buffalo Bills traveled to the traveled to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Um, a little bit of a shit show to begin with. Yeah, a little bit of a shit show is kind of an understatement. So um so yet so yesterday the Rams raised their Super Bowl banner. Um, of course celebrating their celebrating as being the team who won the last game of last season. Um, and, um, like very, very custom in the NFL, the uh, first game of the year always features the defending Super Bowl champion at home, except for the year where the Ravens had to play on the road to the Broncos because the Orioles would not give up their home schedule. Bastards. Anyway, um, so yeah, week one of the NFL season, uh, has kicked off bills and Rams was the game and, uh, the bills just absolutely rolled over the defending Super Bowl champions. They won 31 to 10, uh, powered by a great performance by Josh Allen. Um, while he did throw two interceptions, Josh Allen still completed 26, uh, 26 of his 31 pass attempts for 297 yards and three touchdowns. He also added another 56 touch, 56 yards and one touchdown on the ground. 56 touchdowns, that would be nuts. That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. What's that score look like? 56 times 7? I'm curious. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that math. Um, 300. 
392. It is 392. Yeah. Shout out you. Look at you, you <laughs> I, I got you, man. Um, so, yeah, Josh Allen had, did have a hell of a game. I mean, again, he completed 26 of his 31 passes. Two of those passes went to the other team. Yeah. He let three passes hit the ground the entire night. So, that's a hell of a game. Uh, it was a close game at half. I yeah. mean, it was, it was 10 to 10 at half. I 10, mean, to the- 10, 10 to 10 at half. And, he, and even through the third quarter, I mean, the Rams were still within striking distance. They were only down seven um, after the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis started off with a 26-yard touchdown pass um, reception from Josh Allen. Um, that helped me. I got that notification on my drive home from work, and I have uh, Gabe Davis in one of my, in, uh, one of my leagues. Yeah. So I was over the moon about that. Oh, of course. Tyler Bass kicked a field goal. Was up ten nothing. Cooper Cup scored a, uh, a a really good touchdown in the back of the end zone. Yeah, and uh, then and then it's drag. it's crazy. Only only two minutes and fifty nine seconds later, they add another field goal to go into halftime tied ten to ten. Yeah, and then Isaiah McKenzie comes out and he scores in the about in the middle of the third quarter for the Bills. But then in the fourth quarter, they just they just poured it on. Yeah, and I mean that's that's when that's when the men and the boys separated there. Yeah, um, I mean. T- taking a closer look at some of the other, some of the other notable performances, really, there's only two notable notable performances um, offensively for the Bills. Um, Gabe Davis caught four of his five receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown, um, and then Stephon Diggs he absolutely just dominated yesterday. Uh, caught eight passes for 122 and a touchdown, including that 53 yarder on Jalen Ramsey's head. So okay. Based off of what look what it looked like, and how Jalen Ramsey was playing that, it was not man coverage. It was definitely I, a I zone know, defense. I know, I know, yeah, yeah, that was played incorrectly. I will say that it was definitely played incorrectly. Yeah, whether it was Jalen Ramsey or whether it was a safety, somebody played that zone incorrectly. Yeah, Stephon Diggs just ran fucking straight. Yep. I mean, you like you and I. Based off of based off of that particular scenario, just run straight. Yeah, would have been a very similar outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. And and another thing, I mean, the play the play was a lot closer than it should have been because the turf monster got him. The ball was underthrown. It was underthrown. Josh Allen was also on the run throwing the ball. Very, very true. Very yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not discrediting anybody from the play. And he was rolling out to his right, and then throwing cross body. Throwing cross body. Yeah. The fact that he threw it that far, on that run. accurately, yeah, is rather impressive. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I don't have I don't have any of the stats here in front of me. I do. What are you looking for? Um, really, just the amount of sacks that. Oh, I could tell you Buffalo that Buffalo had. I think they had seven. Yeah, Buffalo had seven sacks for forty nine yards. Yeah, which is crazy. I know. I know. Von Miller had two. Um, he really he really led the way the Bills. He had two sacks and three tackles for a loss. He had two sacks. Gregory Rousseau had one sack. Um, Jay Phillips. Who's that? Jordan Phillips. I think, yeah. Yep. Jordan Phillips. He had himself a sack and a half. Said that out I- loud. Um, AJ <laughs> Epinesa had a sack and a half. And uh, Basham. He had a sack too, didn't he? Boogie. Boogie Basham. Yeah, Carlos Boogie Basham. That's a um, sick name. I love that. Yeah, so it's um so to flip flip over to the Rams side of the ball, um Matt Stafford went uh twenty nine of forty one for two hundred and forty yards, one touchdown, but he threw three picks. 
Uh, one of them was off a batted ball. Yeah. So you can't really give him all. I mean, granted, he threw the pass. It got intercepted. Henceforth, his fault. But it was a, it was it was off a tip pass. Um, the rushing stats were just atrocious. Um, between four different ball carriers, they amassed fifty-two yards. Um, Daryl Henderson led the way for them in that regard with forty-seven rushing yards. Um, receiving, it was a lot of the same of how it has been from last year. Cooper Cup really led the way for them. Out of his 15 targets, he caught 13 passes for 128 yards and a touchdown. Um, outside of that, your next leading receiver was Tyler Higby with five catches for 39 yards. And then Daryl Henderson, he had five catches for 26 yards. I don't think I've ever seen such a one-dimensional offense. It was it was two guys out there playing against eleven. It was Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup versus everybody else. Yeah, and I mean, I mean that that's a that's a concerning thing for the Rams. Yeah, it's not a good look. No, it's 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 really not. Now, now, okay, the rest of the NFL should be a little bit concerned in the fact that Cooper. Everybody knows what Cooper Cup can do now at this point. Now that he has a very good quarterback throwing to him, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't care what the fuck you say. Matt Stafford's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I agree. Everybody and everybody saw what he did last year. Everybody's like, okay, we gotta stop him this year. Well, you couldn't. Okay, so that's that should be concerning for the rest of the NFL as well. Because if he can continue to do this kind of production, mm-hmm. when Allen Robinson starts to get more involved, which he had two he had two targets for one catch, that's not going to remain the norm. That's pitiful. That's that's pitiful. Ben Scourneck, who exactly had more targets than Allen Robinson did. Yeah. That's insane. Three times as many. Three times more. Had three times as many as many targets and four times as many receptions. Yeah, that you can't have that. No. Can't have that. So so that that's 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 going to change once everybody gets more involved in the offense, then they'll be fine. <clears throat> I think the most concerning part for the for the Rams offense is I think it's two things in all honesty. I think it's the fact that they have no running identity whatsoever because Cam Akers carried the ball for three times. He had the same amount of yards as you and I did. Yep. That's pitiful. It's a big old goose egg for those of you that didn't get that. Yeah, that is. Imagine a- you did, though. That is, that is absolutely atrocious. Ziggy, my guy. But they, but they have no identity with running the ball. Daryl Henderson carried the ball 13 times for 47 yards. That's under two yards a carry. That's yeah. not good. Daryl Henderson's probably a free agent in most leagues too. In most in most leagues, he's gonna be he's gonna end up being a free agent. The crazy thing is, his longest carry was 18 yards. Take away those 18 yards, he has 13 carries for 29 yards. He had the longest run of the game. He did. Yes. How about that? Yeah. So the Rams need to have that running identity in order to be a successful team. Going forward, granted, everybody knows that they're going to be able to move the ball through the air just be based on what Matt Stafford can do and the fact that they have Cooper Cup. Well, Sean McVay's offense has always been built on they have to have a run game because they like Sean McVay's offense has never been one dimensional. No, it's always been run the ball because the run sets up the play action, yeah. which opens up the field, which is what Sean McVay likes to do. So, like, while yes, Sean McVay does have a little bit more of a pass heavy offense. Than, than some teams like the Ravens, the Titans, um, the 49ers, you know, like like teams like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but they the run game is very important to them because they need it to open up the field, especially in the play action game. Matt, uh, Sean McVay loves his play action. Yeah, and I mean when they, when they had when they had Todd Gurley and when he was at his, and when he was at his power, it worked out really really well for them. Um, but now the fact that they don't have that running game, it makes things definitely a lot tougher. It's also the first game of the season. Um, Granted, there's a lot exactly. of rust to be knocked off. Exactly. There's yeah. the. Um, it's it's even it's been come out and and said before that the Rams just have a real laid back environment. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just the kind of coach that Sean McVay is. He's, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, and I mean, like if you like, I also think that there was so much showmanship that went into that Super Bowl presentation. I didn't even get to see it. I saw I saw like bits and pieces of it afterwards, but there was so much showmanship that went into it. I think the Bills are just like, you know what, fuck this. Well, the Bills were also still hurt from how their season ended last year. Yeah, and and they, they came out and they just they put on a show. Yeah, I'll be honest though. I think I think this game was about fifty five forty five. I think it was about fifty five percent of Buffalo looking very good, forty five percent of of Los Angeles looking like shit. Yeah, I I think it's a little for me it's a little bit more sixty forty. I think it's a little bit more Buffalo looking better than it. I agree with Buffalo looking better than it is the Rams looking bad, um, but I mean, I mean, I mean, just to, just to run down team statistics, team statistics as a total, Buffalo Buffalo had four hundred thirteen yards, the Rams had two hundred forty three. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. But on the flip side of that, the Rams won the turnover battle. Yeah. But then again, of of course, of course, with a game like this, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I Clearly. mean, Josh Allen had two interceptions. Zach Moss and James Cook both had a fumble uh, that they lost. So uh, the Rams forced four turnovers. But Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions. Right, right. I mean, when I mean when you're when your team, that's the thing. If your team commits three turnovers, that you can recover from that. That's not a problem. The Ravens have won a the Ravens won a game against the Browns where Lamar threw, threw five picks. Yeah, and and it was it was closer than it should have been, but we still came out. and We ended up winning the game. But if your team can't capitalize on those turnovers, then you're not going to be able to do a whole lot. Yeah, I mean the thing was is Buffalo was nine of ten on third downs. Yeah, the Rams were six of thirteen. Yep. I mean you got to convert on third downs, or you have to get the other team off of their third downs. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like even if you even if you look at you look at penalties, they're the the penalty yards are pretty much identical. Um, thirty five for the Bills, thirty for the Rams. Um, turnover battle they won. The Bills had the ball for two minutes and some change more. The Bills also never had to punt it. Sounds familiar to the Patriots. Yeah, but I mean they were they were more efficient in the red zone. Granted, they both had the same amount of trips, but the goal to goal to go efficiency they were both they were both equal equal on that. Mm-hmm. So I mean like. And even even time of possession, it was only three minutes in one other direction. It was two and some change. It wasn't even a full three minutes. Exactly, exactly. So for 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 people who are thinking to myself, thinking to themselves, "Oh, the Rams are going to suck this year." No, no, they're not. It's okay. It's one game. I think this is more so a case of Buffalo looks really, really fucking good. I mean, I mean, granted, you have to keep in mind, Andrew Whitworth was a staple of that offensive line. Yeah, at, at all left, pro first ball, first ballot Hall of Famer at left tackle for the Rams. Exactly. Maybe second. Maybe second ballot. Depends. Depends who else is on the ballot. Regardless, regardless he's a Hall of Famer. Regardless, Andrew Whitworth is going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but he leaves 
I don't know who the left tackle is for the Rams now at this point, but whoever it was, they abused that boy all night long. <laughs> I went back. I went back and I, I I watched some of the um, it's uh, Joe Noteboom. Yeah, he's, that sounds right. He's he he is their left tackle, and they absolutely abused him all night long. That sounds right. Yeah, like like it like it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Well, also think about the fact that he had to go up against Von Miller and AJ Epinesa. I know. And I, oh, 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 trust me, trust me. I would have, I would have been sending the <laughs> sending the book right back at him. And Ed Oliver and Gregory Rousseau, and <laughs> I mean, dude, they, the Bills, might have the deepest pass rush in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, they're Jack Lawson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, their de- I mean, defense look really, really good. Um, you know, it's just, um, it'll be interesting to see how the Rams respond here, heading into their next game. Who do they play? The Rams have the Rams have Atlanta next. Well, that should be a at home. That should be one to wake up to. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you would think that that's that's the game they're gonna come out and they're gonna say, "All right, we're go- we're gonna put the wheels back on the bike. We're back. Yeah, we're gonna we're put- we're, we're fucking back. Yeah. We're we're gonna put the wheels back on the bike. We're gonna be high. Yeah, it should be. We'll see. Yeah, anything's possible. Kevin Garnett. Shout out Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. I said that earlier this week at work. Did it, and did anybody get your reference? Uh yes. One All of right, the good. the gentleman that was there that we were working with did. Um, the girl that I was working with said something. I was like, well, Kevin Garnett told me that anything's possible. And she's like, who's Kevin Garnett? And I'm like, bitch. I'm like, if you don't know, I can't tell you. It's a secret. It's a secret. I'm gatekeeping that. I said it. I meant it. Um, well, since we're still on the subject of week one of the NFL, um, let's, uh, let's take a look at some of the matchups we have coming up here. Yes, sir. Um, Starting with, um, well, really, it's only two game, two days left here for the rest of the week. Uh, but heading into Sunday, that's when the majority of all the games are going to be played here, specifically the 1 o'clock slate. Um, so we have um possible revenge game here starting off. There's a lot of good storylines this week there for re- week one. There really is. All right, let's, 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 let's run a few down. All right, so San Francisco and Chicago are going to be face, facing off. Um, Two first-round quarterbacks from last year. Uh, one's expected to make a huge leap. The other one is expected to have to carry his team, and they're probably going to be pretty bad with the, yeah. with the Bears. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that ends up going. I think San Francisco probably will take care of that one on the road. I think so as well. Yeah. Um, of course, we already picked a lot of these games. Well, we already picked all of these games. Um, I know. That's why I was saying, like, let's. Well, like, what do we have on our schedule predictions? All right. Um, next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the ba- uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we actually have Cincinnati picking up this one over the over the Steelers. I think this one could go either way. In all honesty, just a divisional opponent. I'll be very curious to see how that offensive line holds up with the Bengals. The big thing is is T.J. Watt playing. Is he hurt? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. The last I saw, he's questionable. <clears throat> well, regardless, even even without him, they still have Cam Hayward. Who Cam Hayward in itself, he's a very, very good, very, very good defensive lineman. Yeah. Um, probably probably the second best interior defensive lineman in the NFL behind Aaron Donald, in my opinion. 
I th- I think that's fair. Uh, well, it doesn't look like Pitt, it doesn't look like he's on the injury report, okay. so they should be okay there. Okay, but I, I will I will be very curious to see how this off- how the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals does hold up. They put a lot of money and a lot of draft picks into it. Yeah, um, between trades and free agent signings and everything like that. Um, so I'll be very curious to see how that ends up doing. I know that was the probably the biggest knock on their team from last year. Is the fact that they, they couldn't stop a fucking leak if they wanted to. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow got sacked like nine times in their playoff game against Tennessee. Yeah, which which they still ended up winning. So, I mean, a, tell you how. a lot of people are saying that, okay, if they could just keep him upright a little bit longer, I mean. Could be in good shape. Could be in good shape. But just because you spend the money in free agency and just because you trade for all these players, it doesn't always always make it work out. Yeah, it doesn't always pan out. Um, Could it pan out? I think it has a pretty good chance of panning out. I hate, I hate saying it as a Ravens fan. But I think it has a good chance of panning out, in my opinion. But it will remain to be seen. Um, moving on, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Detroit Lions. We actually have, uh, no surprise here, Philly picking up that one. Um, Philly's just going to be good, man. Yeah, they're going to be a good They're yeah, going to be a good team. They're, they're going to be a pretty good team. Um, we have them winning that division. Um. I think I think they're going to shock a lot of people this year. I think they could end up being one of the two best teams in the NFC. I think their ceiling is the number three seed. I would say their ceiling is number one, in my opinion. I don't know if they end up. I don't know if they end up as the number one seed in the NFC. I think they could. Wow, anything's possible. Yeah, we just said it. Right, Kevin Garnett. Uh, but even so, I mean, Detroit's not going to be a bad team. They're going to be very competitive. Yeah. Um, something, something about the team, they, they seem gritty. They're a lot better than they were last year, and they were competitive last year. They just better hope they don't trade themselves out of the Bryce Young pick. Right, exactly. Which Or they don't play themselves out of it. Which I think they're going to. I'd love that. That's such a Detroit Lion thing to do. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to be a little bit too good for, their own, for, for a, a, a solid quarterback. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, which which if if Jared Goff pans out, good for them, for real. Good. I mean, I mean, good for them. I mean, Jared. Goff, I mean, Jared Goff's not the most untalented quarterback in the NFL. He's serviceable. He's he is serviceable. I think if you get him into the right system and say to him, okay, we don't need you to do a, we don't need you to, we don't need you to win this game for us. We just need you not to lose it. Yeah, I could see it. Doesn't mean if you think about it. I mean, once Jamison Williams comes back, they'll have him. They'll have Amandre St. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. So I mean, I mean, they have some pieces there offensively. Yeah, they're not slouches. No, and I mean the defensive, the or their offensive line's not bad. Their defense has some players. Yeah, uh, highlighted by Aiden Hutchinson, who's a number one overall pick or number number two overall pick. Yeah, from 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 this past year's draft. So, um. Philly takes care of that one, but I think it's going to be a little closer than what people think. It might end up being. Yeah, my opinion. Um, Then we have the New Orleans Saints heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Um, This game, excuse me, uh, Atlanta's not going to be very good this year. Nope. Um, Not going to be very good at all. That defense is pretty porous outside of A.J. Terrell. Um, I know um, one guy who... uh, needs to have a better season for the for Atlanta is their defensive lineman uh, Grady Jarrett. Yeah. He like he he can be a difference maker, but the only problem is they did not do anything. They did not add anybody to help him to become that difference maker again. 
they're going to get Will Anderson number one in the draft, so it's fine. <sighs> yeah, they're 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 definitely picking top five for sure. They're they're going to take Will Anderson at one or two. Yeah, they're de- they're definitely going to go top five. Um, I don't think we really have to go into too much else detail. No. Besides that, I mean they're 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 not going to be good. They're not going to be good. Um, jumping to uh, the next game, we have an AFC East matchup: the New England Patriots heading down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Um, we actually have Miami picking this one up. Against New England. Yep. Yep. Um, a lot of people are saying that Mac Jones is going to take that leap. I don't see it. Um, I think they took a training wheel off, but they didn't take them both off. This is the thing. This is the thing. I think um, losing Josh McDaniels is a bigger deal than... Well, yeah, because they don't have an offensive coordinator now. Yeah. They got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, a failed head coach slash special team. Yep, true, true. Two failed head coaches, one a defensive coordinator, one a special teams coordinator. Right. Both trying to figure out an who, offense. Who the hell's going to call the offense? Right. Seems like a bit of a shit show to me. Yeah, and I mean they lost J.C. Jackson, which is going to be a, That's big, a huge loss. Which, which is which is a big deal. Their best corner's Jalen Mills. Right. Nope. And and those boys in Miami, they are fat. <laughs> Dude, Tyree Kill. They are fucking Jalen Waddle. Raheem Mostert, it's got some wheels coming out of the backfield. I think Chase Edmonds going to be RB1, but I think Raheem Mostert might, you know. I mean, Mike Kosecki's a big tight end over the middle. I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he can boogie. And Tua's no slouch. He can, he can get out of his own way. Tua's going to surprise people this year. I, he has to. I, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, he, he really doesn't have a choice. Um, but, yeah, Miami takes that one. Um <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know which matchup is a little bit more entertaining. I guess this one is, or I guess I guess this one's a little less entertaining than the other one. They're all entertaining. That's a good point. Um, Jacksonville, Washington is uh is going to be another is your next week one matchup. Um, let's see here. We have Washington picking up that one at home against That's the Jags. Be a good game. It is going to be a good game. A lot of people are saying that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to are going to be a worst to first candidate for their division. Potentially. It's a pretty bad division. Yeah, it's not a great division. I mean, really, the best competition is the Colts. Yeah, it's your toughest. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, you and I spoke on this a little earlier. I think Trevor Lawrence does make, does make this year two leap. Um, I don't think he becomes an MVP candidate year two. No, no. But, I mean, despite what you want to say about Christian Kirk, despite what you want to say about Evan Ingram, uh, they did add some pieces in the offseason to help out Trevor Lawrence for sure. Um, while they did lose DJ Chark, they traded away LaVisca Chenault as well, which I wasn't a fan of. I wasn't a fan of personally. Um, but they, they did make some additions to help out Trevor Lawrence. They're going to get Travis Etienne back. James Robinson is going to be back as well. Yeah. So that team's not going to be bad by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think they're going to be world beaters i think the colts will end up winning the division but um that that would be a good game yeah that would be a good game for sure um <coughs> excuse me um colts in houston i really don't think we have to go into too much detail with this one colts 
Houston's going to be bad. Houston is going to have the number one overall pick. Houston, we have a problem. Houston does have a problem, man. This is the thing. I think they do have a pretty good roster. All in all, they have some good pieces on the roster. But I just... Bad teams make bad decisions, man. Yeah. Always have, always will. Lovey Smith was a bad decision. Yep. That's why the Browns are always going to be the Browns. The Texans are always going to be the Texans. Um, Detroit's always going to be Detroit. And the Bears will always be the Bears. Bears will always be the Bears. I hate to say it. Washington's always going to be Washington. Yep. I hate... I, I, like... They're, 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 Giants are always going to be the Giants. Like, shit. Come on now. I was going to say the same thing, but the, the, the hiring of Brian Dable I actually did like. I actually did like that hiring. For that. I, I do like the hiring of Dable. Uh, he, is, he is going to help whoever ends up he wants to be his quarterback. Whether that be Daniel Jones, whether he actually gets Daniel Jones to make that leap into being the guy that he can rely on. I think he knows that he wants to move on from Daniel Jones because he knows Daniel Jones isn't the guy, and I think he wants to keep him in, have him shit the bed this season. Like, him in the front office have already talked about it. They're like, hey, look, Daniel Jones is not the guy. Yeah. But we got good guys coming out next year. Yeah. There's but- Anthony Richardson. There's Bryce Young. There's C.J. Stroud. Yeah, there's Will Levis. There's Will Levis. Um, there's a few guys that could go yeah, get him. Yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be a good, a good amount of quarterbacks coming out in this next draft. Which I think is ultimately going ultimately going to be the direction they go in. Yeah. Um. I don't want to say they're tanking, but they're not going to be good. They're not. They're not trying to compete. No, I think they will be competitive, but I don't think they're going to be. I think they they know their position in the NFC East. I mean, I think. I think what I mean, you can make an argument that Washington could be the second best team in the division. Yeah, with with all the stuff that the Cowboys have going on, for sure. Yeah, you can make the argument they could be the second-best team in the division after I did just shit on them. Um, and if if the Cowboys are the third-best team in your division, like, the Cowboys are, like, the third floor of a house, and the Giants are, like, the foundation. That's, like, the separation between between the two of them. I mean... It's it's it, the rest of the talent in that in that division is just night and day. Yeah, I agree. What's next? Um, uh, give me one second. Okay. <clears throat> sorry, lock in. Uh, I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. Um, outside outside of very very biased reasons, this is actually the ra- the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, here coming up in the at least in the early slate of week one, um, for for pretty obvious reasons, it's Cleveland Browns versus Carolina Panthers. Let's go Panthers! I'm looking forward to the game, man. I already told you it's tempting. If the Ravens weren't playing at one o'clock, that's the game that I'd have on. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I have my choice. Yeah. Um, Watching the Browns pay cl- uh, Baker Mayfield to try to beat them is so hysterical. we so we have Carolina winning this game. Yes, we do have Carolina winning this game. Um, I think I want to say Carolina traded for Lavisco as well. Uh huh. They did. Okay, so I mean, if you think about it, they are they're four deep at wide receiver now. Yep. I'll backtrack. They're five deep. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. LaVisca, Chris McCaffrey. 
Yeah, that's facts. Christian McCaffrey might as well be an with, extension. With with Baker Mayfield throwing the ball, they have Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas at tight end. The offensive line is not good. Equanu, Taylor Moten, Bradley Bozeman. Those are your three guys. Granted, you only have five offensive linemen, but your guards are going to be your... Your weak spot. Correct. Yeah. Well... Um, they do have some talent over there, so I mean, I'll see. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they definitely do. You know what's crazy? I didn't even realize this. You know who the starting? You know who the second string quarterback for the Browns for the for the Panthers is? The Panthers. P.J. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Corral got hurt, and Sam Darnold twisted his ankle, crying in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Darnold is hurt. So with Matt Corral. Ah, he's on IR. Return me five. Okay, well that makes more sense. Never mind. Yeah, Coral hurt himself. Uh, well he he's he's still hurt from the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Carolina picks that one up. Uh, and this one might be the most dangerous matchup of the week. This is this is a revenge game. I said it. This is a revenge game. No, it's not. Joe Flacco. Joseph Vincent Flacco. It's taking on the Baltimore Ravens. It's, Ra- not a, it's not a revenge game. Ravens versus the Jets. No, it's not a revenge game. This is going to be a revenge game. Jesus. Your door was stuck there. Well, sorry. Being from here, don't come here, son. I am from here. No, I am, uh, I'm, I'm joking entirely. Uh, Joe Flacco is going to end up being the starting quarterback for the Jets for the first four weeks of the season. Um, because... Uh, because Milf Hunter is still hurt. Yeah. Apparently his recovery is going pretty well, though. Yeah. They're expecting, like, week five. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, were, they were thinking he could be here as early as... He could be ready as early as week one. But I don't think they want to rush it. I think... I, I, again, I think the Jets are one of those teams that know their place. Yeah. In the, in the standings, at least in their division. Um, I think the Jets could end up playing spoiler to a team by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a pretty talented roster. I mean, I mean, they had a hell of a fucking draft. Um, I, that I, I will, I will say that they have a hell of a fucking draft. We talk, I mean, we talked about it during on draft day. So yeah. Um, let's say Zach Wilson gives you thirteen games this year, mm-hmm. right? Comes back week five, play, sure. plays the rest of the season. In those thirteen games, he goes four and nine. Huh. You guys end up top five pick. No, don't move. Don't no, move. no. You're, st- you're sticking with him. I think at that point you know what you have in him. Injury prone guy that was probably a little bit of a reach when you did take him. I mean, I thought Zach Wilson was a reach at, at number two to begin with, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't know. At that point, I don't know how many games he played last year. Probably ten, maybe. Um, I can tell you in a second. It gives you thirteen this year after twenty three games in the NFL. I feel like you kind of have an idea of what you got. But then again, if you're not building a roster around him, I mean, how much can you actually expect from him? I, I'd, I'd say they have a decent roster. I mean, at this point now, I think they do, but... Yeah. Uh, give me a second. I mean, they got Elijah Mitchell. Played 13 last year. 13 last year. 13 this year. 26 games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the big thing with Zach Wilson is he's coming from BYU. So BYU is not a powerhouse. I mean, I just I think I think Zach Wilson just needs a little bit more development. 
See, see, this is the thing. They can move on from. They moved on from Sam Darnold very, very quick. But then again, Sam Darnold played the Pac-12. Yes. So I mean, like he he played in a very high-profile conference, and he was regarded as this guy who's people people thought him as the number one pick. I did. Yeah, I fucking did. Um, he he. I mean, he was regarded as this polished, ready to go, most pro-ready quarterback in that draft in 2018, which in hindsight he was. Yeah, Josh Allen was a work in progress. People, people question the legitimacy of Lamar Jackson actually playing the position, which is laughable. I think him and Josh Rosen were the only two uh, day one starters. Well, well, I guess Josh Allen did, but he was a work in progress. Josh Allen didn't start week one. Okay. Because the Bills, the Bills came to Baltimore and we shellacked them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have absolutely shellacked them that fucking yeah. year. Sam Darnold and... Uh, Rosen, really Josh only, Rosen really were the only two started. Yeah, yeah. we see um, how Josh Rosen turned out. Right. So I mean, like, I think Zach Wilson was a little bit more of a developmental quarterback. So moving off of him after two years, I think that would be a little premature. Okay, so let me. Bryce Young sitting there at four for you. I don't think this is how it goes, but let's say Bryce Young sitting there at four. Uh-huh. Jets draft four. You see. I don't know what the, the Jets record was last year, but I imagine it was five or six wins, right? Probably. Uh, give or take, yeah. Five or six. He gives you, let's say he got you six last year. He gives you four this year. In 26 starts, he's 10 and 16. He's been injured for, what, you said he played 13 last year? Yeah. So he missed four. Eight games in two seasons. He's ten and sixteen. Bryce Young sitting at four. What do you do? I'm not saying you trade up for Bryce Young, but what if he's sitting there? That that's the that's the dilemma that I'm giving them. No, I mean I I I, def- I definitely get what you're. I definitely understand what you're saying. Um. I mean, to be quite frank with you, I don't think Bryce Young's the number one quarterback taken anyway. That's my personal opinion. You but think CJ Stroud is? I th- I ultimately, I think he will be. Exactly. So, so that only makes it more reasonable that Bryce Young falls to four. Will Anderson's definitely going to be a top three pick. <clears throat> yeah, he's the best defensive player in college football. You think CJ Stroud's going to be the first quarterback taken? Yeah. One of those top. One of those top. The, the Houston Texans could could be a potential landing spot. The Seahawks potentially. Um. There's some guys up there that could potentially take C.J. Stroud. Then one other person goes, Bryce Young falls to four. Put it to you this way. I think the Jets would realize, okay, there are teams behind us who need a quarterback much, much more than we do who will give us more for the pick. I think they would be as, as, as good as I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud would end up being. I think if they fell back a little further in the first round and if they were interested in a quarterback, I think there were going to be. I think there are guys who are going to be there. That they could end up could end up taking. Levis, Richardson, that guy from Stanford, whose name is escaping me. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But I mean, I th- I th- I think I think we will see at least four quarterbacks in the first round of this draft, potentially five. I think four is a good number. I th- I think four is a safe number. Yeah, a very safe number. It's a very quarterback. Uh, Centric class this year. I think you have three that are going to be locks for the first round, 
It depends on how Anthony Richardson continues to play for this season. And same the same thing with the cat from Stanford. Yeah. Um. But at number four, if I'm the Jets, I'm still comfortable with what Zach Wilson is giving me. And worse comes to worse, I can just get Ewers the next year. Wait two years, get Arch. Well, you you you'd have a shot at Caleb Williams next year. Caleb Williams. Would he he wouldn't come out this year? He'd come out the following. Because this is sophomore year, yeah. He didn't register last year. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like this year, it's gonna be everybody. Bryce Young, blah blah blah. Next year's draft, Caleb. Caleb Williams. So there you go. So Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers. I mean, there's gonna be two. There's gonna be other guys that you could end up getting if you don't like any of those guys, or if you want to give Zach Wilson a little bit more time. Arch Manning, following year. Tennessee is getting a hell of a fucking recruited quarterback. Yeah. That kid, I can't remember his name either, but yeah. But, but he he's he's fucking nasty. Um, let me see if I can find him real yeah, quick. Yeah, he's he's a tall, lanky little son of a bitch, but God bless, can he just absolutely whip a football? Yeah. Um college football. Alright, we're getting too far into college football here. We got we gotta stay on track with the picks here. Yeah, we're good. We we dove in way too deep with the Jets. I don't give a damn about their franchise. <laughs> um yeah, uh, to sum to to sum it up, uh, the Ravens are gonna smack smack them. I hope so. Bad. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, historically, the Ravens have been one of the best teams week one. Um. Also, Malachi Nelson. Nah, uh, yeah. The number one, the number one overall player in. High school football. Ahead of Arch Manning. So, there, there are guys coming out who... Even Dante Moore, uh, who's, gonna, who's going to Oregon. I mean, there, there's, there's, there, there are guys... I don't think they have to move off of Zach Wilson immediately. I'm done talking about Zach Wilson. Um, the Ravens win this game. Yep, they do. Next game. The Ra- Ra- uh, Ravens win this game. I don't think it's really close. Can I tell you something? Can I give you a bold take? What's that? I think the Ravens have two 1,000-yard tight ends this year. Jose Likely and Mark Andrews? Yes. Ooh, spicy. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, you, know, you know what this is almost eerily reminiscent of? Minus the murder charge. Oh, Jesus Christ. Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't know that Aaron Hernandez killed somebody until later, so... <laughs> Very true. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here accusing either of our tight ends of being a murderer, which I don't think either of them are. No. No. Um, I think the telltale signs would have been there pretty early on. You would think so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, Mark Andrews kind of fills that Rob Gronkowski role. Yep. Big body tight end, huge catch radius. He's got some speed, not the fastest in the world. He's shifty with that ball in his hand. He's though. very, very shifty with the ball in his hand. He runs a good route. He's a big body. Aaron Hernandez compares to, to Isaiah Likely. Even more shifty, speed, good hands. A little more athletic. L- more athletic, more versatile. Still has a huge catch radius. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, there's, there's a lot of targets to be going around, and people say that 
Bateman is going to be the guy who benefits the most. But I think I, I think Isaiah likely is going to benefit a lot from this. I agree. I agree. So yeah. That's that's a bold take. That's a bold take. All right, let's breeze through the rest of these predictions because we got a lot more shit to get to. Yes, we do. Um, So the 4 o'clock slate games, we have Minnesota and Green Bay. We actually have Minnesota picking up that one, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, That'll be a good competitive game. Yeah, it'll be a good divisional game. Uh, Kansas City and Arizona. I really don't think this one is close. I think Kansas City kind of wipes the floor with Arizona. I would also agree with that. Um, I think it's a high-scoring game. Bit of a shootout. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. But I think ultimately Kansas City just absolutely takes whoever. Yeah. Uh Chargers and the Ra- Chargers and the Raiders. This one's a little bit more up in the air. Could potentially be game of the year week one. It could. Um ultimately I think the Chargers end up uh, we have the Chargers winning. All right. I like it. I can see it. Uh this game won't be close. Giants and Tennessee. Yeah. That won't be close at all. Yeah, Giants are gonna blow them out. Uh another re- another <laughs> another another really good game. I like that you just didn't acknowledge that. What? I said the Giants are gonna blow them out. Oh, well. Jokingly. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Another good game here for Sunday Night Football, Tampa Bay versus Dallas in Big D. The battle of whose offensive line got demolished worse. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I said this this last week. Injuries, I have no sympathy. Nobody gave the Ravens sympathy. You have no sympathy for me. Nope. Deal with it. You're You're fine. You're you're arguing to the wrong person. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, ultimately, I think we have um, Tampa Bay winning. Makes sense to me. Yes, we have, Tampa, we have Tampa Bay winning the game. And then Monday Night Football. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, Russell Wilson back in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, this game's is going to be a schlacking. Yeah, this game's going to be a disaster. How could it be if uh, Russell Wilson flipped off Pete Carroll the same way Earl Thomas did? How cool would that That'd be? That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Can I give you another bowl take? Yeah. While, while I'm on the roll. Is this two or three? Two or three. Oh, yeah. wow. Two or three. You know what? I'll give you, I'll give you my third here. I uh, love it. So I'll actually, I'll actually backtrack to Tennessee and the Giants. Yeah. Week seven is when you see Malik Willis take over. Okay. And he'll, he'll win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wow. In 11 games, he'll win offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Can I tell you what my three hot takes are? I got one more. Okay. What's it? What's that? Seattle will continue with their rebuild. Yeah. They'll move DK at the deadline. Oh. Spicy. All right. I think, I think DK Metcalf is worth a first or a second round pick to a contender. To a contender? Yeah. The they pack. have to make the contract work, though, because they just gave him that big extension. Very true. Very, very true, but I think it's I think it could be worth it to somebody like the Packers. Potentially, yeah. Depending on how the development of Justin Fields goes, I think it could be worth it to the Bears. Potentially. If provide provided they have the picks. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it could be worth it to somebody along the lines of I don't see an I don't see a trade in the division, but I can see the 49ers making a run at it. Sending DK over to the Bears for Roquan Smith, who's going to leave at the end of the year anyway. Get him out of there. Pete Carroll would salivate at the mouth. With He's a very defensive-minded coach. So bringing in someone like Roquan Smith does make sense. Well, here's the thing, too. I don't think, the, I don't think Pete Carroll wants to deal with a rebuild. I think he'll retire after this year anyway. That's fair, but he would still salivate. Very true. Very okay. True. All right. Three bold takes. Let me hear him. Okay. First one. 
I think this might I this this might be my hottest one. I think Tom Brady retires after week eight. Okay, you told me this one, so I know you were just You already this. knew that one, but everybody yeah. else didn't know that one. See, it's funny because I had the exact same just when I had the exact same thing, just no timeline until I changed it. Yeah. And then you, you ended up swapping it out for something else. Malik Willis. For the Malik Willis thing. Yeah. Uh, hot take number two. I think Saquon Barkley leads the league in rushing yards. My man. I, I, knew, you'd get, I knew you'd like that one. I, I think do. he does, man. How many? <sighs> Over under 1,400. I think under gets it done this season. Okay. Gotcha. I, think somewhere, I think somewhere in that 1,350 range probably probably gets it done. Okay. How about how about receiving yards? How many how many is he going to have? Will 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 we have anybody hit 2000 yards with 2000 yards from scrimmage? Maybe Christian McCaffrey. How close do you think Saquon Barkley gets to that? Uh Saquon's not far behind. He probably he probably ends up in the 17 to 18 range. I would go as far as 19. I think he can get. I think that's a ceiling. I think he can get six hundred yards receiving for sure. I think that's a ceiling, but I think okay. Saquon hot take. I think Saquon Barkley um, leads the league in rushing this year. Okay, what are the odds on that? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay, while you while you present your third hot take, I'll pull it up. Last take. I don't know. This one might be a little hot too. I think the 49ers missed the playoffs with Jimmy G at quarterback after they trade Trey Lance. What? He's to trade Trey Lance. I think. I. Th- think they're uh i th- i don't think trey lance makes it the entire way through the season hot take hot take trey lance does not finish the season on the 49ers wow and the niners still miss the playoffs even with jimmy g at quarterback god damn how cool is that that's uh that's a hot take how hot does that take? What do you think about it? I can tell that you're still trying to process it. Let me hear it. Talk me through it. Hold up. Did you know that Lamar Jackson's plus 100 to rush for over 900 yards this year? That's it? Plus 100? Yeah. I'm looking for Saquon Barkley, what his number is. So Saquon Barkley is minus 120 to rush for over 900 yards. Really? Okay. Here's my opinion, here's my opinion on your take for Trey Lance. I hate it. I knew you would. I hate it. Trey Lance is not going to get traded. Uh, well, it's a hot take. It's a very, it's a, that, 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 that's too hot of a take. I don't think it is. Zach Wilson has a better chance of being traded than Trey Lance does this year. Dude, I don't know. Because that Niners team, everybody says that they might possibly have the best roster in football. There's a lot of people that are saying they might have the best roster in football. They are win now. I mean, right. Jimmy Garoppolo has taken them to two NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. But, but with the skill that Trey Lance brings you, he can get you further than that. Maybe. I don't know. That when your head coach comes out and tells the media that you have good game or you have good days, you have shit days. And uh it's, we'll we'll see how he progresses, we'll see how he goes. But that's that that, that that's a that's a year two quarterback. I mean first first day of training camp in his second year, Lamar threw three picks. That's very fair. Lamar Jackson XL played at Louisville. Trey Lance played for what North Dakota State? An FCS school? But what's the point? What is the point you're making? Trey Lance played in a run first offense in an FCS school. Uh-huh. 
whereas Lamar Jackson was the entire offense of an FBS school. Lamar Jackson played the likes of Clemson. I mean, he played the top-tier teams. Syracuse, who's known as a basketball school, gets better football players than North Dakota State does. That's a good point. I think, for as much as they gave up to get Trey Lance, he's going to have a very underwhelming opening half of the season. And I think they move on from him. Try to just recoup their losses, get something back, who knows what, something back, give Jimmy G the reins again, figure it out from there. But then at that point, I mean, if if he underperforms on one of the best rosters in the NFL, who's going to give him a chance? Somebody might. I don't know. But I think that hot my hot take, and this uh, well, according to you, this is hotter than the Tom Brady one because you thought the same thing. Um, my hottest take then is uh, the Niners missed the playoffs with Jimmy G at quarterback after they trade Trey Lance at some point in the season. The missed the playoffs part I can see. Jimmy G being the quarterback I can see, but not trading Trey Lance. So my thing is, uh, regarding the Trey Lance trade, mm-hmm. is they had, they had the chance to trade Jimmy G. Huh. They had the chance to just outright cut Jimmy G. Right. Instead, they restructured his contract and brought him back. Yeah. If you trusted Trey Lance, why are you doing that? I mean, sure, there's also there's the opportunity that Trey Lance get hurt, and you got Jimmy G who knows the offense and can run it and, and also win, because you are in win-now mode. In all honesty, I think that's the motive behind that move. I don't know. I don't think it's a motive. I, don't, like, I think this is the thing. I, I, know, I know Kyle Shanahan knows just as well as anybody does. I mean, similar to how you know, similar to how I know, that if you were to take your starting quarterback who's not performing very well, and you bench him in favor of the veteran, I think that does more damage to him than what you think. Hence the reason why you did not see Joe Flacco come in the year that Lamar Jackson stunk it up his rookie year in the playoffs. Yeah. Because like at that point, I, I think you would almost want the player to learn his lesson than destroy his confidence by telling him you don't believe in him anymore and putting in the, and putting in the veteran. I agree, but I think that I think Shanahan is very unimpressed with what Trey Lance puts out on the field um, before the trade deadline. I think he ends up getting he ends up getting benched at some point. Jimmy G comes in, and if at that point if you're benching Trey Lance, you might as well trade him, recoup your loss, like try just try to get something. I mean, you gave up three first-round picks to move up and get him. And you had your pick of any quarterback in the draft besides Trevor Lawrence. And Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson. I don't think they were going to pick Zach Wilson. I don't think they were. I think, that, I think we were safe with, with that not happening. Yeah. I think... <sighs> I think Jimmy G comes in for Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance gets benched. And if you're benching Trey Lance, you might as well trade him. That's my. I don't know what that noise was. Somebody putting ice in a shaker because someone's getting sauced up tonight. 
That's sick. <laughs> um, that's my hot take, man. Trey Lance gets traded. Jimmy G comes in. Niners don't make the playoffs. That's a hot take. I will say that's a very hot take. I understood the assignment. Well, that you did. You told me give me give you three hot takes. That you did. <laughs> Guess what, bitch? <laughs> that was fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> but your initial reaction was to laugh, so it wasn't that bad. That was still rude. <laughs> I think it just caught you off guard. It did catch me off guard. You said, all right, well, all right, bitch. <laughs> Guess what, bitch? Oh, man. Well, another big thing going on in the media right now is Lamar Jackson did not get a contract extension today. People are reading too much into this. It's not a big deal. Yeah. He's still set to make $23 million this season on his fifth-year option of his rookie contract. That's an, that's and it's all fully guaranteed. He like he's making twenty three million this year, right? Twenty three million dollars, twenty three million sixteen thousand dollars. He's making twenty three more million dollars than my annual salary. Uh-huh. Um, how crazy is that? Bingo. Um, yeah, people are reading too far into it. The same way that people were reading too far into him liking the picture of him in a Dolphins jersey. He even came out and said he was just trolling the people on the internet. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, like Lamar Jackson, he's playing out the season. He's betting on himself. Um, I had uh, I have an idea for a contract that that I think I think you you would like. I think Lamar would like, and uh, I don't think the Ravens would like it because I don't think the Ravens want to pay forty five plus million dollars a year for a quarterback. But that's just what the market is. So tough shit. So, uh, we all know Aaron Rodgers is the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. He got a three-year, $158.5 million contract, making $50.3 million, uh, $50. million a year. Mm-hmm. We saw Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray get an, up, uh, an extension earlier this year. Five years, $230.5 million, $46.1 million a year. And we saw Russell Wilson get five years, two forty-five, $49 million. I say you match that. Five years, $245 million, <clears throat> right? So uh, give him a $50 million signing bonus, same as Russell Wilson, but you give him more guaranteed money, 130 guaranteed. So it comes out to $180 million guaranteed mm. of the 245 So at that point, he's really only playing for about $64 million between the five years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's only, I think that's probably roughly around a little over $12 million a year. Roughly. Um, so in year one of the extension, paying $42 million. Year two, $48 million. Year three, $50 million. Year four, $51, and year five, $54. And the reason I say that backloaded, because A, Ravens are in win-now mode. Don't pay him up front. Like, don't pay all that up front. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of backloaded a little bit. Yeah. And also, by that point, that's a competitive salary for what it's going to be in four to five years. Because you got to think next year, at this point, now Lamar Jackson's set to get an extension next year. So is Justin Herbert. So is Joe Burrow. Yeah, they'll break the market. They'll, they'll, one of them will hit $60 million a year. Exactly. So at that point, when you're in a couple of years, when you're giving Lamar Jackson 50, 51, 54 million dollars a year, it's going to be a competitive salary. It'll like it'll like be like, hey, look, Lamar, it's a little back ended, but that's what the market's going to be then. So like, yeah, we're giving you maybe a little bit less now, 
but you can see the progression. <clears throat> you can see like how we're making it more. You know, maybe you in year two you make it forty-seven million, and year four you make it fifty-two million or something. I don't know. Like you know what I mean? But like backload it a little bit by year five, fifty-four million dollars a year because that's what the market's gonna be at that point. Yeah, I mean, if anything, if we, it, so so me personally, I do prefer a backloaded contract for Lamar a little bit more because if we're still if not still because as long as Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the Ravens, we still will be a very competitive football team. Oh yeah. Um. But if you pay him that money, on the and and you backload it, you can say to him like, "Hey, Lamar, look, this is our plan for the off season. Restructure the deal." Free us up a little bit extra money. We're gonna sign this guy and this guy. That's gonna help us out, and let's let's win a championship. To be honest, to be honest with you, I think this is probably the best case scenario for the Ravens, though. Yeah, not just not just financially, but I think performance wise on the field as well, because Lamar's gonna want to go out there and prove his worth. He's gonna play his best football. He's gonna play his best football. Same way Joe Flacco did. Same way Joe Flacco did. And had the best playoff run in NFL history. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to correct me, but then you realized that I did say the best, not one of. I, 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 was, I, was, I was going to say one of the best. It might potentially be. It, I, 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 I personally think it is. I mean, um, he, beat, he beat Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. And Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. And Colin Kaepernick when he was at his peak power. Yeah. Um and the and the numbers speak for themselves. Eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, say something about it. Exactly. Um, I think Lamar is going to uh, he's going to go out and show like, hey, look, you didn't pay me now. I'm going to now prove that I not only want what other quarterbacks are making, I want to be the new benchmark. Yeah. Which the Ravens are gonna have to pay a boatload of fucking money. Oh yeah, they're gonna have to pay a lot of money because if Lamar wins the Super Bowl this year, hey, you're looking at a minimum of fifty five million dollars a year. A year, yeah, yeah, minimum, yeah. Um, which is crazy. Which God, God forbid, he wins MVP or we win or we win it all. If he wins MVP or we win it all. You're going to pay him a shit ton of money. More so the Super Bowl than the MVP. My thing is, though, I said it last week. The last week or the week before. Recently, I said it. If you haven't won a Super Bowl in the last three years, it's kind of irrelevant. I agree. Like Aaron Rodgers asking for that much money. Aaron Rodgers, you, what have you done for us? Great, you won MVP. Fantastic. What do we have to show for it? Right. A good record? Uh, and we pick at the end of the, uh, the first round? Thanks. Russell Wilson. It, it, Last time you won a Super Bowl, what was that? Seven years ago? Wait, like, why? I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, Deshaun Watson. When's the last time you won a playoff game? Why are you getting paid? When's the last time you played? Let's talk about that first. Yeah. How the hell are you getting paid? Kyler Murray. You've played in one playoff game. You lost. Yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I can see it. Pay them. They deserve it. Patrick Mahomes recently won a Super Bowl. Josh Allen has been carrying that Buffalo Bills team to in the playoffs, and I mean, it, it's not his fault that they lost last season. Mm. But I like no, he should have been in another AFC Championship game. 
not his fault they lost last season. The Bills didn't lose that game. The Chiefs won that game. Yeah. There's, there's, there, like that. That's, that's the only way to spin that. Yeah. The Bills didn't lose. The Chiefs won. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I could see you paying them that much money. Yeah. Um. Outside of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, and I guess now Lamar Jackson, there's nobody else really set to get a a big contract extension. No. Jalen Hurts isn't going to get one. Justin not not along those lines, unless unless no. unless he makes that unless he makes that leap this year, which I think he could. If if the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, then yeah, yeah, he's gonna get paid. But I don't think that happens. Yeah. Um. There's nobody else really set to get a to get a a no. bump like that. Two is not getting it. No. Trevor Lawrence isn't ready for one yet. Justin Fields isn't ready for one yet. Nobody else is really set to make that. Zach Wilson's not going to get it. Mac Jones isn't going to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody else Nobody else is really set to get uh, a big contract extension. It's those three guys right there. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, what, that's why I think, given the same deal that you gave uh, Russell Wilson, make it a little more guaranteed, backload it a little bit more. Like, hey. Like, yeah, you you know, these salaries aren't going to be great, but, you know, it's $180 million guaranteed. But it's not counting on the cap until the end, you know, primarily till the end. Right, right. Um, $54 million by year five. Yeah, I mean, I, I, li- I like to backload a contract. I do like the structure of the contract a lot. Um, again, I'll reiterate, there's nothing to look into. You got th- and and also if if he does play on the franchise tag next year, I mean, that makes you top five paid at your position. Yeah, I think you get a you get an average of the top five, mm-hmm. right? Or yes, it makes you number five. It's an average of the top five, correct? It's an average of the top five, which would fifty million, fifty point three from Aaron Rodgers, forty nine from Russell Wilson, forty six point one from Kyler Murray, forty six from Deshaun Watson, and forty five from Patrick Mahomes. Hold the phone. Run the back turbo. Fifty point and forty five. Should put him in like forty seven point six. If I had to take a guess. Run me those numbers again. Fifty point three. Forty nine. Forty six point one. Forty six. Forty five. Divided by five. I'm guessing forty seven point six. Forty seven million dollars. Ah, it was pretty close. Forty seven point two, is that what that says? I didn't I didn't do the um decimal points. Ah. I, just, I, I just I just did whole numbers. See? Okay. Forty-seven million dollars on the franchise tag. Yeah, it's not bad, and then it's only going to go higher if they franchise tag him the second time. Because at that point, like I said, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to have their deal done, and they're probably going to be around that fifty million dollar mark. Mm-hmm. Only going to make Lamar's price go up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the deal is going to get done. It's like this is this this is just this is just now Lamar saying, okay, I'm not focused on the contract. Because I'm still under contract now. The only issue that comes from it is the longer they wait, the more advantageous it comes for Lamar Jackson, but the least advantageous it comes for the Ravens. Yeah. So if you're the Ravens, you're pissed you didn't get this deal done. 
I don't know why it didn't get done. There's been nothing leaked about like, hey, like these are this is what was offered and this is what was turned down, or this is what Lamar wanted and the Ravens weren't willing to meet it. I don't know if we'll ever see the that come out. I highly doubt that we do because the Ravens are a very internal organization. Yeah, they keep everything close to the chest there, so I doubt we do, but I, I am kind of curious. I'm hoping one day, if they do ever get the deal done, that maybe that slips out afterwards. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, well, the deal's done, so it doesn't matter. We can just let it fly. Right. Like, hey, like, why didn't this get done, uh, you know, that, that year, you know, for before his fifth year uh, option? <laughs> and like, oh, like, we offered him this, he didn't want it. Or like, he wanted this, and we weren't willing to budge on that. Like, he wanted fully guaranteed, and we weren't willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, so I so I will say this. They're, they're probably closer than what people think. Okay. Because Lamar knows his worth, and and the Ravens know how much they're willing to pay. That that number can't be far off because if it was, I think Lamar would be offended. Yeah, and he'd say, "Fuck you, I'm not negotiating." If you were Lamar Jackson, they were like, "Hey, like we'll give you three years, uh, three years, forty three million dollars a year, fully guaranteed." Would you take that though? Um, if I'm Lamar, three years, forty three. That's one hundred twenty nine million dollars fully guaranteed. Bump it to forty five. Can't. You want if you want forty five million dollars a year, you're gonna sign a longer longer contract, and it's not gonna be fully guaranteed. I think that's the holdup that the Ravens are. They're like, fine, we'll give you fully guaranteed, but it's not gonna be at that price point that you want. But at that point, what's an extra two million dollars? Because this is the thing: if you don't give them, if you don't give them the forty five million dollars now, by the time that three years is up, you're gonna be paying them sixty. Yeah, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I think that's the holdup that the Ravens are running into is they don't want to give him forty five or forty six million dollars. Well, I mean, at that point, you got to give him forty six because Deshaun Watson got forty six million dollars fully guaranteed. Right. I mean, I mean, th- this is the thing. I think so. So, so based on what I've heard, I believe Lamar Jackson wants a shorter deal. He doesn't want that long, long term extension. I think he wants a three to four year deal because I think he knows that the quarterback market is going to be in three to four years. And he wants to maximize on that, which I don't blame him at all. I don't either, but that's why that's why when I put together my my like idea for his contract, it was a little more like year four, four years from now, fifty one million dollars, five years from now, fifty four million dollars. It's still a competitive salary at that point. Well, very, I mean, very, very true. But then again, I mean, look how look how much quarterback salaries have jumped up since Joe Flacco signed his deal back in two thousand twelve. Yeah, in ten years, it's jumped thirty million dollars. He was the highest at the time, and he was getting 20. Now Aaron Rodgers is getting 50. Yeah. Well, where's it going to be in another five years? It's going to go up, it's probably going to go up another $30 million at that point. The way, the way that the CBA is moving, the way the TV deals are, the way the salary cap is, the, those deals are only going to get higher and higher. I mean, I will say this. I think, so the Ravens ultimately end up signing him to a deal. How long is that deal? What is that deal going to be worth? That I couldn't tell you. But if you want him to accept your terms now, at some point, he's going to say, fuck this. That was very aggressive. At some point, Lamar Jackson is going to say, forget this. You're playing by my rules. You're giving me what I want. Because I know if you don't, another city will. Before it gets to that point, the Ravens will trade him. 
You and I both know it. <sighs> Probably yes, but uh, but but again, I mean, it's like like I'm still I'm still saying the same thing. If you don't, another city will. Yeah, somebody will pay him. Absolutely, somebody will pay him justifiably. Oh yeah, he's a, he's an amazing athlete and an amazing quarterback. Abs absolutely absolutely he is. But I think yes. If 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 the Ravens are won't budge over two million dollars, that's not a good thing. They're just a very stuck in their way organization. You and I both know it. That's why we still hoard draft picks. There's nothing, but there's nothing wrong with hoarding draft picks. Yeah, but when we have five or six fourth round picks, but th- but then again, we have the best depth in the NFL. That's fine. We still gotta win a Super Bowl. Which, which I, which I think we will, but, but the Ravens need to give a little bit more. Like I said, we we have no idea what the hangup was. Right, exactly. We we don't we don't know what what the hangup is, but I think I think both both sides need to give and take. Yeah, it's a negotiation for a reason. Exactly. I, there like, has to be some compromise on both sides. Which I mean, I mean, this is this this has got to be the. I mean. Lamar Jackson's contract has to be the most like his negotiations have to be the most intriguing in NFL history because nobody nobody of his status has ever negotiated for a contract minus an agent before. That's facts. That's facts. The, I mean, his contract is going to be absolutely groundbreaking. That a player negotiated his entire deal by himself. Fair. It's going to be groundbreaking. You know he's making less than Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott this year? Yeah, because at the time, those were all guys who broke the market. Yeah. It's crazy. Maybe except for Tannehill. I don't think Tannehill broke the market when he signed his deal. Poopy head. But all, but all, of, those, all of those guys ended up, ended up breaking, breaking the market for their deal. Ultimately, I, I think the Ravens will cave and give them a fully guaranteed deal. Every other owner in the league is looking at us like, please don't do it. But then again, so, so the Broncos kind of did us a favor by not doing it. Oh, they did us a huge favor. Absolutely. Yeah, they did us a favor by not doing it. It's just now, like, what is that number going to end up being? I think honestly it'll pay out for the Ravens too because I don't think Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow are going to get a fully, uh, fully guaranteed deal as well. And if they don't get it, then the Ravens are going to be like, "Yeah, Lamar, you're not getting it." I think if anybody does, Herbert does. But then again, Cincinnati is so enamored by Joe Burrow. I think they would literally give him the fucking. I think they would literally name the stadium after him if he wanted it. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think they, I think they would name it from Paul Brown Stadium to to. I thought so, they were changing the name of it. I didn't know that. I thought so. I thought I read that somewhere. I very well could be wrong about that, but I thought I read that somewhere. Uh, oh, God. Who am I trying to call over here? Pick my phone, it's, and it's literally trying to, like, I want, like, my, like, recent call list. Ah, it's Paycor Stadium now. Weirdos. Um, That's weird. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Ooh. But but literally, I think they would. I think if Joe Burrow came to them and said, "Hey, name the stadium after me," I think they would do it. They probably would. 
<coughs> they probably would. They probably would, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I just can't wait for the season, man. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm very very excited. It'll be um it'll be uh it'll be a hell of um it'll be a hell of a season. I'm excited that it's here. I'm excited to get rolling with it. Um I'm excited for college college ball too, man. We're not done with the NFL yet. Well, I'm just saying, I'm still excited for college ball. I know, I am too. Um but Something new that me and Holm are going to start doing here throughout uh, throughout the season. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm a degenerate. Holman's a degenerate. Holman's a degenerate. We like to... Um, <laughs> he just said, fuck it, I'm done with it. I said, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> uh, we like to... Um, We'd like to take our hard-earned money and um, try to make more of it by betting on what other grown men do on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. I know. How cool is that? Yeah. I, it, sounds, it sounds a lot cooler than what it actually is because I couldn't tell you the last time that I won a bet. It's sports betting. It still hurts because I haven't won a sports bet in a while. Oh, man. So I'm on a little... But see, I always try to parlay shit. Yeah, you always try to pick like an eight game parlay that's like plus eighteen thousand. I just put like a bean on it, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, if I win it, then I win eighteen hundred dollars. If I lose, then I only lose a I only lose a buck. Right. So let's help you guys out. Each week, you're gonna pick a money line and a spread that you like. Yeah. I'm gonna pick a money line and a spread that I like. Now, with now these are just our recommendations. These are not us telling you to go ahead and bet on these. If you choose to, that is on you. If you lose, I'm sorry. If we, if you win, then you're welcome. You you were doing this at your own risk. Yes, understand that. Yes, exactly. But these these are what. Now now we're now all the odds and everything like that. We're taking all this into consideration via DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out DraftKings, sponsor us, sponsor us. Um. So these are not anything that we're coming up with on our own. These are all the lines that are how DraftKings is um is betraying them. Um so to start off with my uh my spread that I like this week, I like Denver at minus six and a half. Um according to DraftKings, that's minus one ten, which is a which is about the baseline of what a normal spread is supposed to be. Um but I think I think Denver really runs away with this game. I think they win by two plus touchdowns. Yeah, they could, they could, they should absolutely just slack them. Yeah, so I mean, you can even tease this up if you wanted to to about minus ten. I think it would still end up paying paying off for you. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! I'm all, I'm all over the place. I don't know what minus ten pays out. I can pull it up, um, just because I'm not 100 percent sure off the top of my head. Also, wouldn't tease it. Do an alternate spread. Alter, uh, yes, alternate spread, not 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 a tease. Yeah, sorry. Just for for those of you that maybe aren't so uh, into into sports betting, just just wanted to clarify that and put that out there. I uh, can't do it yet. Let me help you. Game lines. Oh yeah, you can. Never mind. There you go. Come on. Not Seattle plus eighteen. <laughs> Denver Broncos minus ten and a half is plus one forty nine. Yeah, I think I think that would be something safe that you could do as well. Um, why can't they bet on this? I don't know. <gasps> oh no! Because you're in Maryland, maybe? No, because they took off Cordero Patterson over fifty-seven and a half yards. Rat bastards! So now we gotta find a new fucking bet. Damn it! 
It said the bet is closed. Oh, man, Lamar Jackson over 292.5 is closed, too. What? I know. So now we got to find new shit to bet on. Rat bastards. All right, well, that's just a little foreplay for you. Um, anyway, so... So you got your you got your spread there. What's your money line look uh, so, like? So so my money line, uh, I have the Vikings. Uh, they're they're currently sitting. So so right now the Vikings are a one point underdog to the Packers, but the the Vikings are going to be at home. I don't know what the passing situation is going to be for the um for the Pack. Alan Lazard is potentially going to be out that game. Yep, Alan Lazard is potentially going to be out, which leaves you with Randall Cobb, uh, Sammy Watkins, who is the best Week One wide receiver in NFL history. And Romeo Dubes. And um kid from Clemson. John Blank on his name. Oh, um Mari Rogers. Amari Rogers. Yeah. Um, so those aren't none of those guys are world beaters. Granted, you still do have Aaron Rodgers. That defense is still pretty good, but ultimately I think the Vikings at plus one hundred, I think it's a I think it's a pretty good a pretty good bet. Good value there, especially for a team that's playing at home. Yeah, I mean also don't forget they added Daniel or uh, they added uh, Zadarius Smith to that pass rush. Yeah, so with with the new Hunter, I want to. They don't have Everson Griffin anymore, but they still have. Um, that's really all they have. Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Yeah, it's really all you need. Yeah, I um, get the job done most weeks. But really, I mean, I think that offense is going to be a lot. That offense is going to be pretty good this year. It's going to be really high powered. I think it's going to be ran through Dalvin Cook. They they have an offensive minded. Uh, head coach over there now. Yep, he's, that helps. He comes over from the Sean McVay coaching tree. Yep. Um. So it's going to be a pass happy offense. Um. Of course, Dalvin Cook's a do it all back to begin with. Yeah, he can do everything. I think he's going to get a lot more volume, uh, which is going to open things up through play action for Kirk Cousins, which is where he thrives. Okay. And um, when you have a deep threat like Justin Jefferson going over the going downfield, that's really going to help you out as well. So, um. Yeah, that Vikings offense is going to be scary good. Scary good. So you got their money line. What was their odds for that? Plus 100. Plus 100. Okay. So if you were to parlay the two of those, what would that, what would that look like? Just a little two-leg parlay. Um, I don't have it up in front of me. I think it's about 40 bucks. You put $10 on it. Okay. So, so you turn 10 in the 30. Um, I, w- I mean, I'll probably end up making that bet. It's something I feel comfortable doing. So... Bet at your own risk. Listen to me. Don't listen to me. It doesn't make a difference to me. I still love you guys either way. Absolutely. So uh, my spread that I really like, <clears throat> found it just kind of sitting there waiting to be picked. Dolphins at minus three and a half. At minus 105. Not bad. Dolphins win by four more points. I like that, especially with how explosive I think that offense could be. And the, what did you just see? Uh, the Lamar passing passing and rushing total dropped. Like odds wise or number wise? Number wise. Oh, that's good. Dropped by a whole yard. Oh. Two ninety one and a half. Nice. Um at minus one oh five, like I said, that Dolphins explosive offense against uh that, that Patriots defense minus JC Jackson. Their number one cornerback is Jalen Mills. <sighs> Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosecki, Cedric Wilson. They'll, you know, they're they're going to be explosive. Uh, yeah. I like the Dolphins uh, by at minus three and a half. Um, and then for money line, I like the Panthers money line, man, at minus one ten. Panthers money line, Baker back against the Browns. It's another comeback season for him. Um, he had a really good game coming back when he was uh, played Texas Tech again. Had a real good game there. Had a real good game uh, against Ohio State. 
Yeah. Actually, this is the anniversary of when he planted the flag at uh, midfield there. Sunday, he plays his old team, the Browns, kind of fucked him over. Apparently, I don't know if you heard this, uh, Kevin Stefanski um, refused to comment on whether he said bye to Baker Mayfield or not. They were like, oh, like, like, did you say bye to him? He's like, uh, I don't, I'm not going to answer that or something like something along those lines. It's like, oh, so you didn't like how bad was that blood if you won't even fucking say bye to the guy? But then again, at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where. Maybe he said maybe he's saying I'm not going to answer that because it's like. Why is that relevant? I don't know. I feel like he probably didn't say bye. I feel like he didn't. Kevin, Stef- Kevin Stefanski kind of strikes me as the type of guy that doesn't do that. He also strikes me as a guy that farts a lot, too. <laughs> I fart a lot. Well, we know that. Um, so, a little two-leg parlay there. Uh, Panthers money line. Dolphins minus three and a half. As those odds sit right now, like I said, parlay it together, plus 272. Turn $10 into uh, 3727. Um, that's with your $10 back. So 10 bucks wins you 27 bucks. Yeah. Pay for drinks next weekend. Yeah. Let me um, help you. Let me help you out. Something else that we're gonna that we're actually gonna do. I think we're actually gonna parlay this entire thing. Me and Holman are just because it's like, well, what's the big deal? Uh, we're gonna go split skis on this. We put a lot of thought. We put a lot of thought into this. Um, just for it to be ruined by the time we get to it in the episode. I know it doesn't. Doesn't. Well, no. I, I actually, I actually went back into it, and the numbers changed for Lamar and Cordero Patterson. Oh. So, um, so. What we did is we're doing like player specials. Um, I think we're gonna. I I would like to dabble in touchdown scores as well, just because it's so enticing. The payouts are so well, yeah, like so great. Yeah, but. yeah, but it, that's 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 just so hard to predict. This is a little bit easier to do. Nah, I wouldn't say anything about sports betting is easier, but no, it's, but it's definitely not easy. But collaborative thinking. This is kind of what we came up with. Uh, we did one player special for every single game. Um, so again, take it at your own risk. Um, Baltimore and the Jets, we have Lamar going over 291 and a half passing and rushing yards. So between him throwing the ball, between what he does on the ground, we think he's going to hit at least 292 combined yards. That's currently sitting at minus 115. Um, so that's that. Uh, Philadelphia versus Detroit. Uh, we have Kenneth Gainwell going over 19 and a half rushing yards. So... 20 rushing yards for a guy who I want to say averaged about three and a half yards per carry last year. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, so that's also minus 115. Uh, Indianapolis and Houston. Alec Pierce, who's their number two wide receiver, we have him going over three and a half catches. So four catches for a guy against a defense that doesn't have a very good secondary. That's plus 135. I think there's a lot of value there, in all honesty. Um, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Najee Harris going over 65 and a half rushing yards and receiving yards or not, not a rushing and receiving. It was 86 and a half, not 65 yards. I thought I said 86 and a half. I could, I could have flipped it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You said 65. Okay. 86 and a half, um, rushing and receiving yards total. Um, this is a guy who was second in touches in the NFL last year with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. I think it's going to be about the same touch wise. Yeah. So he's he's going to get the volume. He caught the ball very well. He did it, and he was working on it a lot in the off season too. So, um, I think that's a pretty good one as well. That's minus one fifteen. Uh, San Francisco and Chicago. Uh, Trey Lance over one and a half passing touchdowns to two. So throwing for two touchdowns. Um, that Bears defense is bad. 
the Bears team is bad. The Bears team is bad. I think um despite what Holman said about his bold take about Trey Lance, I think he does come out he does come out hot. Um so two passing touchdowns for Trey Lance, that's plus one forty. Um New Orleans New Orleans and Atlanta, Cordero Patterson, over fifty five and a half rushing and receiving yards. He was kind of the big uh the big story from last year between what he was doing on the ground and what he was doing through the air. If you're meaning to tell me he can run for thirty and catch for another twenty five Catch, I like those catch, odds. Catch for twenty six in this case. In this case, I don't care who. I don't care what defense they're playing. I think that's pretty achievable. Yeah, I do. I do as well. Me. Um, New England and Miami. Uh, Tua over one and a half passing touchdowns. Um, with the speed they added with Tyree Kill and with uh, with losing J.C. Jackson, um, I think that one's actually a pretty pretty big gimme that that's they're going to be so explosive their their rack is going to be huge right i know exactly how i worded that and i you could hear that i paused to say it exactly <laughs> yes like that. i know i know i hope you appreciated that i did thank you thank you uh cleveland and carolina we went in a different we went in a different direction here miles garrett over one over a half assisted tackle so that is when one that is when two players tackle one person at the same time I like that odds. At at the defensive line position, it's pretty common. If he stacks them up, linebacker comes down and cracks him, boom. There's your ha- there's your half tackle right there. Um, granted he needs to get two of those, but again, I don't think that's gonna be entirely difficult. No. Uh Jacksonville versus Washington. Um Travis Etienne over twenty four and a half receiving yards. Um based on how he was doing in camp. He lined up a lot in the slot. Um, so he's going to get a lot of, a lot of targets his way. Plus the, plus the relationship he already has with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And he was, he was like, when he was coming out, I kind of compared him to Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Like the way that he plays. He can, he's really good in the screen. He's fast. He's shifty. Make a lower shoulder. Smaller, but smaller, but faster version of Alvin Kamara. Yeah. He's not as strong. Alvin Kamara could, Alvin Kamara could lay somebody out. Yeah. He, yeah. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara is really built. Uh, Travis Etienne is more of, is more on the slender side. Yeah, um, but still a very, a very comparable skill set. Um, run, catch, really uh, a really do it all type of guy. Smart too. Smart he, running back. Yeah, yeah. He he know he knows when he can when to take licks. He knows he he's, he's not going to put himself in a situation to where he can get himself injured. He's a three down back because he can pick up the blocks too. Yeah, he's, like, he's really smart. Yeah. Um, the Giants in Tennessee. Uh, Saquon Barkley over eighty-seven and a half rushing and receiving yards. The last time we saw Saquon Barkley healthy, he was also a three-down back catching the ball out of the backfield for explosive plays. Yep, that's why he's my rushing leader. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when when Saquon gets going, I mean, they're very, very explosive plays, one after another, after another, after another. Um, Kansas City and Arizona, we have Juju Smith-Schuster going over forty-six and a half receiving yards. That really hurt me to say his name properly. Yeah, well, you and I never do. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we never do as a joke. Um, but yeah, we have him going over forty six and a half receiving yards. Uh, Dalvin Cook, we have him going over nineteen and a half receiving yards in the Green Bay versus Minnesota game. Uh, Derek Carr going over two hundred sixty six and a half passing yards. This so, might have been one of the easiest picks we made. Yeah, that game's going to be a shootout, and I think um, with Devontae Adams, I think. He's gonna he's gonna target Devontae Adams more than Aaron Rodgers did. Yep. And I think it's gonna pay off. Uh Tampa Bay and Dallas, Tony Pollard, over fifty one and a half rushing and receiving yards. Uh, I think that one's pretty easy as well. 
And then this might have been the easiest one to bet on. Uh, Russell Wilson, over 252.5 passing yards. He's going to light up that fucking secondary. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a shit show. I could not tell you a single person that plays in that secondary, especially after they lost Shaquille Griffin. Jamal Adams. He's a linebacker. Yes. <laughs> He's a linebacker who ends up playing safety. So those, those are some of the things we have going on. I know I went over the last few pretty quickly there at the end. Um, but if you if you do a 15-leg parlay for that, uh, if you put um, – well, me and Holman are going to go split skis on this here. But you put uh, ten dollars on that. That's one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Your odds are different than mine. I'm currently sitting at plus one million six hundred fifty-six thousand eight hundred eighty-four. See, my odds are higher, and I'm on DraftKings, and I don't know why. I don't know. Either. I don't know either, dude. Fifteen leg. Oh, because I have AJ Dillon. That's why. You stinker. You cotton-headed ninny muggins. Pause. Okay. Sorry. I was going to say, I got a $10 bet for $175,000. Receiving yards for Dalvin Cook. 19 and a half. 20 dollar bet, three hundred fifty three hundred fifty one thousand. That makes perfect sense to All me. All right, there we go. Now we're now we're fucking on. Now we're fucking on to it. Now we're cooking. So hopefully we can hit on that one, and then we and then we won't have to do any more sports betting for the rest of our lives. Because that'll help the cause. That'll definitely help the cause. Two hundred thousand dollars ain't nobody too cool for that. Yeah, but that's gonna put us in a different tax bracket. We're gonna get fucking railed. I'll just leave it. I I'll just leave it under my mattress. Take it out accordingly. Yeah, exactly. Withdraw it little by little. Yeah. Deposit it and. Multiple $10,000 increments. In the Cayman Islands. There we go. Offshore bank account. Why not? Tax-free. Bingo. Government can't touch it. Exactly. Bingo, bongo, bingo. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the IRS. <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real sponsors. All right, man. College football. Yeah, so... um. Lot of a uh, lot, lot of pretty big uh, marquee matchups heading into this weekend. Um, a lot of big matchups from last weekend. Um, not a whole lot of shockers. I think the biggest shocker there was was probably uh, Utah being knocked off by Florida, but I predicted that one. Um, yeah, I think we, I think we picked that one. Yeah. Um, I'll just go over some of. The, I'll just go over some of the big marquee matchups heading into this weekend. Um, I think really, I think really, the biggest matchup of the weekend is probably going to be Alabama heading to Texas. I hope Alabama just stomps the piss out of them. Yeah, I, th- I said what I said. I, I I hope they do too, but um, something tells me that Texas is going to hang around in the game. I think ultimately Alabama does win, but I think it's going to be closer than what people think. Potentially, that that's just me. Um, let's see another top game here going on. Nothing, nothing. nothing. Also, there is a little bit of shifting in this in the rankings. Um, on the AP Top 25 poll, Bama's still at number one. Georgia actually moved up to number two, and Ohio State dropped down to number three. I don't think it's as big of a deal as what people think. It, I think it's a little little whack, honestly, because Ohio State played the better opponent in Notre Dame than Georgia did in Oregon. But, but I, Georgia, Georgia had the better performance against another top 10 team. Yeah, I mean, they beat the shit out of them, but I don't think, I think, I don't think Oregon belonged there to begin with. No. Um, Michigan actually moved up four from eight to four, um, so good for them. Clemson stayed home 
or Clemson actually went down one to five from four. Texas A&M stayed home at uh, six. Um, my Sooners moved up two from nine to seven. Uh, Notre Dame dropped down three from five to eight. Baylor moved up one from 10 to nine. And USC made a uh, leaps and bounds move up four from 14 to 10. So I will say this. The biggest jump over this past weekend was definitely the University of Florida, who was unranked and now sit as the number 12 team in the country. Yeah, I mean, what were they, like, I know it says not ranked before and it doesn't tell you, but what were they, like, 26, 27, whatever, like, on the outside looking in? They they were, I think they were, like, along the 30s. Oh, wow, so they made a huge... Yeah, yeah, they definitely made a big jump. This weekend, they do play the number 20, number 20 Kentucky. Okay, well, this will help them. Yeah, so, um, they're, they're at home also, so... Um, it, that'll, that'll, that'll be definitely a very, very good game. That's a game that I would like to try and watch. I think I'll be at Camden Yard, so I doubt I'll be able to. Um, but that would be a game that I would enjoy watching. Um, another marquee matchup, uh, Baylor heading to uh BYU, yep. another top 25 matchup. Um, so that'll be, that'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. Um, a good bit of the top 25 is in action, uh, here this weekend. Michigan is playing Hawaii. They're going to roll over that fucking team. <laughs> Badly. Uh, USC plays Stanford. Uh, Oklahoma State plays Arizona State. Ole Miss plays Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas, I love it. Oklahoma plays Kent State. Yep. That'll be a slaughter. Should be. Uh, let's see. Let's. See. I think a good matchup uh, we're looking at here is a, a battle of two ranked teams. Uh, seventeen Pitt. Well, tennis twenty four Tennessee at seventeen Pitt. Yeah, that'll definitely be that'll that'll be a good matchup too. An underrated matchup. Tennessee. Um, Tennessee could definitely make some noise. I think that's the only ranked like both teams are ranked game. If I'm not mistaken. Jordan. Oh, B- Baylor and BYU. Duh. Stupid. Florida and Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky doesn't count. Uh, jo- number two, Georgia plays the University of Samford. Let's go, Samford. It's good luck with that one. Yep. Michigan State will play Akron. Wisconsin plays Washington State. Clemson plays Furman. Who? Furman University. <laughs> Texas A&M will play Appalachian State. Notre Dame plays Marshall. Utah plays Southern Utah. Oh. This is this was a this is a pretty big surprise last week. Uh NC State almost got knocked off by Eastern Carolina. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh they play Charleston Southern this week. So that'll be interesting to see how they respond. Wake Forest takes on Vanderbilt. Miami plays Southern Miss. Uh we already said Alabama and Texas. Uh Arkansas is going to play South Carolina. And then Ohio State gets Arkansas. Arkansas State at home. Arkansas. Kansas has a lot of colleges. I know they do. What is going on down there? I don't know. And uh, Maryland plays um, Charleston. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Appreciate it. Mm, Appreciate you throwing it out Mm, there. Of course. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Alabama and Texas. Uh, (laughs) Well, as I think, as I think the majority of the country is, they're going to be on Fox tomorrow at noon. Uh, big game there. Um, 
I don't know where where college football um, today is on ESPN. I'm ha- they're probably gonna be at that game, right? That's probably like the most. That's probably like the biggest game. Fox has the coverage. I don't know. Fox Game Day will be there, obviously. Um, let's see. I don't even know. Maybe Florida and Kentucky. I don't know who. I don't know. That's who a be. seven o'clock game. That ESPN has that coverage. And that, they'll probably be in Florida though. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Unless it's yeah. Baylor and BYU, you know, they're going to have to do it 10-15. Yeah, no way. Lee, Car- Lee Caruso is going to be asleep. <laughs> Old bastard. <laughs> Dude, my... G- Did you say Lee Caruso? Or whatever his it's name. Corso. Or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. He can't understand me. Yeah, they'll be in... Um, they'll be in, Flo- they'll they'll be be in a, Florida. Yeah, they'll be in Florida. In that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be asleep by then. <laughs> My girlfriend thought he was so cute. Yo, I will say he's like a trip whenever he puts on those, uh, um, on the uh, the, the mascot head, heads. The mascot heads. Yeah, he's a trip, man. I saw him put on Brutus's head uh, last week. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching it, and my girlfriend's like, "What is what is going on here?" I'm like, "Oh, just just watch." And I was like, "Here it goes, here it goes." She's like, "What am I watching for?" I was like, "Just just watch, just watch, just watch." And he puts on. He's like talking, blah blah. And he's like, and he puts on the Brutus head, and he turns out he just goes like this. He just, he just waves to people and just moves back and forth. <laughs> and she's like, what is he doing? I was like, this is his thing. I was like, every week when they do this, he, he picks this. his team in the marquee matchup by putting their mascot's head on him. She's like, oh, I like that. You ever seen the clip of him? It was, um, I forget I forget which game it was for, but he was getting ready to put on some mascot's head. And he said, ah, oh, fuck this. Throws it over his head puts it, <laughs> and puts on, puts, on another, uh, puts on another mascot head. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Like, oh, like, that's like so funny. The, um, I think it's um, Pollock, who normally sits next next oh, to him. Heavens. Yeah, he, it was it was him, Pollock, and uh, uh, Desmond Howard. They were sitting there, and the, and and uh, Pollock watching picked up the head, and, and you could hear Lee Corso say "fuck this" and throws it over his head, and they just lose it sitting there on the stage. I love that so much. Oh yeah, uh, let's see. I think I just had an Orioles update. Uh oh. Well, speaking of which, let's hop over to baseball. Yeah, this will be quick. This will be real quick. Um, uh, to do a little check-in. Uh, Jake Reed de- replaces D.L. Hall. Oh, okay. Uh, Houston's still leading the AL. They're, they have a five-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees. Um, Houston's probably just going to run away with that. Uh, the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball. Um, they have an eight-game lead over the Mets, who have actually... Uh, dude, Atlanta's on their ass. Atlanta's a half game behind the Mets right now. Yeah, the Mets the Mets have definitely been slipping uh here as of late. Um and uh Atlanta's getting hot at the right time. Atlanta's getting hot at the right time. Good for them. Um every other oh, I wouldn't say every other, but the West is pretty much locked up. That's LA's they've won that they've won that division. It is what it is. Padres might sneak in as a wild card. Um St. Louis, uh they have an eight game lead over Milwaukee in the uh NL Central. And then like I said, um the Mets have a half game lead over Atlanta. So to run down your your wild card standings as well. Currently, if the season was to end today, in the AL, um, Tampa Bay and Seattle, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and Toronto would be your AL representatives for the wild card. Um, Toronto would end up playing uh, Houston, and I want to say Seattle and Tampa would end up. Playing each other to play the Yankees. So what happens? I don't know how, I, I don't know how it works. They're gonna have one, one and two now. have a bye. 
Right. Okay. So one and one and two have a bye. Three, three and four play. And five and six play. And five and six play. It wouldn't be three and six and four and five. No, because That's stupid. Because three and four are going to play down here, and the winner of that plays two. And oh. then five and six okay. play okay. here. In that case, that makes more sense. And the winner of that plays one. Okay. Uh, to I mean to continue to run it down. Uh, Baltimore is currently four and a half games back of Toronto. Minnesota and Chicago are both seven games back, and then Boston is really the only other team that has a remote chance. They're currently ten games out. If you ask me, it's a four-person race at this point. I don't think Minnesota or Chicago have a chance. I would agree as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I think you're definitely correct. But every team is still alive, technically. I mean, we're at one, 137 games. Baltimore's 137 False. games in. False. Oakland's been eliminated in the AL. And the, the Nationals have been eliminated in the NL. Yeah, and then to run, so to run it down here in the National League, Atlanta, San Diego, and Philadelphia would all be playing in the wild card right now. Um, Which I think Atlanta, they've pretty much secured. They haven't officially, but they've all but secured it. They have an 11-game lead. On San Diego. Who's in second? Yeah. On San Diego. And, I mean, they have an 11.5-game lead on Philadelphia. And, what is that, a 14-game lead on Milwaukee. I, I like their odds of Atlanta making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, that's a team that I wouldn't want to play. Right now, they would play the third best division winner in the National League, which would be St. Louis. Would it? Yep. Interesting. It would be St. Louis, yeah. Because they're 81 and 57, and the Mets are 87 and 51. Okay. So, um,. Yeah, if I'm um if I'm St. Louis, I'm hoping and praying that uh Atlanta wins that division. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if I can But you know it's crazy. I mean, the um Okay, so I w- I was wrong. Sorry. In the American League, uh buys as it sits right now, Astros and Yankees at 1 and 2. Wild card series would be um the number 4 Rays taking on the number 5 Mariners and you were right, uh number 3, three Guardians. Uh, take on the number six because I because I would I would figure they would still give the um they would still give the better team the favorable matchup. See, I thought the way that they did it, it was kind of like the NBA where it doesn't matter. It's just like, hey, they're playing here, and if you win here, you move on. So they were like, okay, the matchup between five and six, make them play one afterwards. You so know what it, I mean? Yeah. So so they're doing it the same way the NFL did before they switched to seven teams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So that's uh, that's how that is. Okay. So you were correct. Okay. You were correct. But I, I was like, I don't know. Something, something about it didn't seem right, so I had to look it up. Gotcha. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's your, uh, that's your MLB update. That is your MLB update. Um, big news. Uh, I think it was passed earlier today. Um, around 1230 today, uh, Jeff Passan from ESPN put it out there. Um, the MLB... Um, has come to an agreement. Um, the league's competition committee, composed of six ownership-level representatives and four players and one umpire, approved a pitch clock of 15 seconds with empty bases and 20 seconds with runners on. A defensive alignment that must include two fielders on each side of second of the second base bag with both feet on the dirt as well as rules limiting pickoff moves and expanding the size of bases. 
Yeah. So, so ultimately, I mean, a big a big thing that has been the MLB's downfall is that the game is too slow. So this this rule about the pitch clock is very very strict. Yeah. So we said 15 seconds with nobody on base, 20 second with base runners. The catcher must be in position when the timer hits 10 seconds. The hitter must have both feet in the batter's box and be quote unquote alert at the eight second mark. And the pitcher must start his motion to pitch by the expiration of the clock. A violation by the pitcher is an automatic ball. A violation by the hitter constitutes an automatic strike. Yeah, so so something like this has been in the works in the minors for a few for I want to say two years now they've been experimenting with the pitch clock. It's it's worked pretty well down there, so now it's gonna make its way up to the MLB. It was inevitable, it was going to happen. I I mean, again, the that's my biggest knock on the um on the MLB is that the game is entirely too slow. So now this definitely speeds up the game. Um it's gonna make things more exciting. Now if players aren't ready it's automatic results either way it's not like one of those things where it's like get ready now yeah okay i'm getting there i'm getting there so pickoffs the pickoff update <laughs> that they have is pickoff and step offs reset the pitch clock and the rules will limit pitchers to two for each plate appearance hmm. so the pitcher only gets two pickoff attempts i don't entirely like that because after two the runner could just fucking go. Yeah. Pick off and step ups. So I, I, I almost wonder. So after, you know, let's say, let's say Jorge Mateo's on first base. I'm just taking a, a local name who's very good at stealing bases because he's fast as all hell. Yeah. You try to pick him off twice. You can't step off or pick off anymore. Yeah. So you only have a limited two. He can just go to second. Yeah. Like after you get set on the mound, he can just run and you can't step off anymore. Yeah. That's why I don't like that. As fast as he is, realistically, he could take two bases on you before you could even get get the one. Facts. Yeah. Before you before you get the ball to home plate, his uh his ninety his his ninety yard I guess ninety feet ninety yards not it's not ninety yards ninety feet sixty yards. Is that how far it is from first to third? Yeah, because it's ninety foot base path, ninety. From first to second, ninety from second to third, it's one hundred and eighty feet, sixty yards. Math, math. Um. So, so the so so the distance from the the speed of which he can run from first to first to third, he can get there faster than fifteen seconds. I like his odds. I like his odds of it. So so now now it's it's definitely going to be much more strategic in the game. A pitcher can make a third pickoff attempt, but if it's unsuccessful, it would be a balk. Runner gets the free base anyway. Right. Interesting. Also, they're making the bases uh, from 15 square inches to 18 square inches to help try to help to avoid collisions. I like that. I do. I really don't have an issue with that. I mean, it'll slightly shorten the distance between bases. Maybe you see some more stolen bases. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, it ultimately it's it's going to avoid injuries uh, between players. It's going to avoid people running into each other when they're trying to get from second. Like, it's going to avoid the the person stealing for second from running into the fucking shortstop. 
in all honesty, it's going to avoid shit like what happened between Jose Batista and Rudin Odor. Manny Machado and uh, Dustin Pedroia. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's going to cut down on injuries. It's going to cut down on fighting in the MLB, which I like the fighting. I don't have a problem with it personally. I yeah, think, I just I wish they did it more. I wish they, I wish they would do it more. Because they get out there and they just yell at each other and it's just, I'm like, they're like, oh my God, the benches are clearing. I'm like, yeah, but no one's doing anything. Exactly. So, did you see? Uh, did you see the bench? Uh, the benches clear from uh, Toronto and. Uh, yeah, and no Baltimore. one did anything. Hold- I know it's disappointing. Every- I know Toronto was talking was talking all this talk. And they saw a door leave the, the dugout and they're like, oh, okay. oh, it's happening. That is one thing that I do like about having a door on the on the on the Orioles is that everybody knows that we ain't gonna take no shit. Cause, okay, because he's he's swung on Toronto before. He ain't scared to do it again. He'll do it again. He don't give a shit. He don't give a shit. What's more terrifying, seeing Odor come out of the dugout, knowing that he's hit somebody before, or seeing uh, Bautista come out of the bullpen? Who's just a mountain of a man? Who are you more afraid of? The guy that can throw a baseball 103 miles an hour, or the guy that you know is going to punch you. Odor, because at this point in his career, has nothing to lose. Yeah. You're right. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would, I would definitely say Odor. In all honesty, yeah. I also like, I also like the bags being a little better, a little bit bigger, because you're going to see more stolen bases. I think it's good for baseball. You're going to see more runners in scoring position. It's the whole reason they implemented the whole runner on second base in the extra innings. Um, I kind of wish that there was some like nuances to it instead of just a runner on second with no outs. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you get a runner on first with no outs. Or you can have a runner on second with one out. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like some like some little nuances like that. Yeah, just not not, like not making it so not making it so easy to um runner on third with two outs. Pick. What do you want? First with none, second with one, third with two. I kinda like that idea. It kind of really de- well, at, at that at that point it would really depend on um like you can only like you can only use each each scenario once. And then if the game still keep playing, then you just reset. Hmm. Or you don't. You get no runners on with no outs. Huh. Or you have a race from foul pole to foul pole. <laughs> <laughs> Mascots arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> A race from Falpole to Falpole. <laughs> oh my god. What? I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> Have mascots race from Falpole to Falpole. Exactly. Bunting competition. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Dude, could you imagine? Lay a bunt down. Closest to the rubber wins. Pitcher can't touch it. What do you think? You might be onto something. What do you think? A dugout dance competition. Dugout dance competition. Dude, we might win. We got a swaggy bunch. I know we do. <laughs> That's why I also said foul pole to foul pole because we got Jorge Mateo and I don't think too many people are going to beat him. <laughs> I don't think there's many people in the MLP that's gonna beat Jorge Mateo foul pole to foul, foul pole to foul pole. We could let we could let fans from each team wrestle on, wrestle in center field. Once again, I like our odds. I so do I. Baltimore's a scrap. Baltimore's a scrappy bunch. Yeah, Baltimore's a scrappy bunch. We also have the naval base in Annapolis. Yeah, Baltimore's a real scrappy bunch. I don't know who. I, like I don't know if we could go to any city and I'd be scared of losing to somebody. Maybe Detroit. 
Detroit seems like a pretty scary place. Yeah. Texas. I don't know. Everything's bigger down there, apparently. I don't know. It'd be like sumo wrestling. Fat bastard. How cool would that be? Also, I just want to say this. Uh, Kybert Ruiz got hospitalized with swollen testicles. Ouch. Ouch town population, you bro. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. I don't like that. Yeah. That foul foul thing. You're all to something. See what I'm saying? Dude, I, I, I have some good ideas. They're few and far between, but I have them. A race along the warning track in the outfield. Yeah, see, like the was it the Braves do with the freeze? Uh, the freeze? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How cool would that be? Here we go. Here's an idea. I love it. We make the other team guess where the baseball is under the crab. Under the crab. No, it's under the bird. It's under the crab. Oh, it is under the crab. You're right. Don't you? Don't don't. Bird, birds the Ravens. Birds or Ravens game. Right. It also pisses you off because I pick the bird before at the Ravens games before they even like do anything. And I'm like, it's the right one. And then like it turns out being the right one and it pisses you off. And I love that. Yeah. You know the Orioles right now have three hits as a team. Okay. <clears throat> Batters two through nine have no hits. Cedric Mullins is three for three. <laughs> Shots head. And we're down to nothing. With two men on. Come on, Sam. Hit a home run. What are you doing? Two men on. Sometimes they're at the plate. Two on, one out. Two balls, two strikes. That's exciting stuff. Well, Poppy, that's all we got today. Yeah, that's all we got, man. We had a little... This was a... Lengthy episode. It was a lengthy episode, but we had a lot to get into with baseball, or baseball, football. <clears throat> I'm still in a... Still in baseball mode. Yeah. Well, it's football season, baby, so lock in on that. It but, is. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy watching football. Happy gambling. Bet responsibly. If you lose, it is not our fault. If you lose, it is not our fault. Yeah. But I hope you guys have a good time. Hope you go in your bets. Hope you enjoy the weekend. Yes, sir. Make good choices. Don't do anything I would do. Don't do anything I would do. Yep. See you guys next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.